and welcome to Into the Aether. It's a low-key video game podcast. My name, dear listener, is Brendan Bigley. I'm Stephen Hilger, and today is our finale of season two. Can you believe it? Yeah, it's kind of wild. <laughs> We've been doing this for two years. <laughs> I, I thought it was three at some point, but I guess I confused the fact that we're starting season three next yeah. week, which is also really exciting. Yeah. Um, we'll save all that for next week, but we've got exciting stuff to share on the horizon. But yeah, it is... It is surreal that we've been doing this for two years. I felt like as soon as, like, the f- I was conscious of the first, like, ten episodes, and the rest was like a weird 2001 Space Odyssey dream, where, like, <laughs> colors and lights just flew past me, and, <laughs> and now we're here talking about, you guessed it, uh, gamers, uh, Clubhouse <laughs> games, 51 games, classics 51 from around the worldwide world. worldwide classics for the Nintendo Switch, Steven. Yeah. You are in love with titles like this. This is almost, it's like it's trying to one-up Dragon Age. Uh, I was just about to say, yeah, it has, it has big uh, big Kingdom Hearts energy, weirdly enough. <laughs> <laughs> Clubhouse Games 2.9, Goofy's Revenge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. M- Mancala over two days. <laughs> I can't wait to play Dots and Boxes with Zigbar. Um, <laughs> okay, we got it. <laughs> We're already off to a rocky start. <laughs> we knew we knew again. before we even started recording. We were talking about like this is going to be a nightmare episode. <laughs> well, we we took we took a week off, uh, uh-huh. and we're recording this at night, which we normally don't do. We also always bring that up as if it's like a huge deal, but it is for us because it our is for us. Really, it's a huge deal for us. I just finished Avatar, and it's literally like uh, the full last moon, Airbender, not like, uh, yeah, James Cameron's yeah. Avatar. <laughs> I just finished the 20, 2009 hit Avatar. I've been watching the 2009 like hit Avatar over the past month and a half. <laughs> Five minutes at a time. I, I obviously loved uh, Last Airbender animated series, but whenever I tweet about it, I have to say that. So no one in the replies makes the joke like, oh, James Cameron's Avatar or yeah. the, you know, uh, the live action movie. Anyway, all that aside, we actually are no joke talking about Clubhouse games for the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, uh, which I was, was excited about. I was like, yeah. Very much a proponent of as soon as they announced it, I was like, I'm getting that. That looks great. I like the idea of Nintendo taking uh, just, you know, 51 worldwide classics and bringing them to the Nintendo Switch. I just I felt like there was going to be some kind of like Nintendo energy that they were going to bring to it. And that's that's I think what excited me the most. And uh, it came out and I got it day of day and date uh, and fell in love with it immediately. And then the day the demo came out, I had you download it. And like within seconds of opening it, you were like, I'm buying this thing. Yeah, I almost kind of folded because the demo is like, do you want to play four in a row or Pig's Tale? It's like, I'll just get it, whatever. I, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. settle for that. We also couldn't play together because I only had the demo, so yeah, a lot of a lot of tension in the air. But yeah, I got it. <laughs> I, I was also excited. I mean, I think we talked about Wii Sports Resort a few weeks ago with our friend Dom. Yeah. And sort of like the void of that type of game right now on the Switch. Because like, even though there's a plethora of amazing games in the Switch library, there there wasn't that like launch title that showcased like the hardware of the Switch the same way that we had with Wii Sports. Yeah. Nor was there a game that like truly felt... It's interesting that like we would want that now because I feel like the Wii just did that for so long. Like every game was kind of like Wii <laughs> yeah. Sports for a bit. Right. Um, but there is such a place for like a game you could play with like literally, you know, any member of your family, no matter what age they are. Yeah. Um, and have a great time and, you know, I- independent of any experience of video games. So like this came out and also, you know, given the current state of things, having a game that's like every board game 
basically that you or every like classic board game that you could play with friends online which is like weirdly good we joked about how like of course nintendo does like online for air hockey well but yeah. not for smash brothers yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know it's like mario Splatoon, kart yeah. and and in air hockey have the best online but no one else yeah um but yeah, I mean, I just think it was <laughs> it was an exciting announcement, um, and I picked it up and have been really enjoying it. Uh, and I think the thing that I would sell it more than like, because, you know, whenever there's this many games in a package, they're not all going to be uh, on the same level. And yeah, yeah, right. It, it, it has it has like five below, like, um, you know, ha- halfway through all the aisles at Staples Energy, right? Is like you find <laughs> like like on uh, one of the like hanging hanging on like a thread at the end of one of the aisles is like a little disc that that only works on on a PC or something. Uh, yeah. that you take home and download for one dollar and it has but these this, games on it. This has that Nintendo charm of like the yes. the game opens with a globe and like everything is a toy or like a token so like mm-hmm. it has this very like handmade aesthetic and there are all these tokens on on different countries from around the world and it shows like where different games originated so like they've kind of made the presentation and the collection of games itself more interested in teaching you where these games come from and how to play them over maybe the games themselves so i think it's a a really brilliant way to make explaining a board game fun which is literally the worst thing to do right it's the worst part of every (laughs) board game experience yeah, even uh, something, you yeah. know, like chess or whatever. Like, it's it's impossible. The human brain is conditioned just to, like, be re- not only reject hearing someone <laughs> friendly explain a board game, but, like, be repulsed. Yeah. Like, my dearest friends, when they sit me down, they're like, okay, this game sounds weird, but it's going to be a lot of fun once we're playing. So we're all oxen, and we have to make sure we're with the right carriage. But we don't have money as much as we have influence, and influence is not dice. It's pieces of plastic. But there are dice, and it's just like, kill me. Just yeah. kill me. I don't I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah, want to yeah, hear yeah. these rules anymore. But they've made that fun, which right. is amazing. That was, that I, mean, was given... I think, one of the things that sold me on the game the most. Um, just not, not from the actual reveal itself, but... Um, um, there were like a couple hands-on previews that came out uh, a little bit before the actual game dropped, and and most of them talked about how both in depth and succinct all of these tutorials were, and and that was the thing that didn't even occur to me about the about this package. But the idea that like okay, I have no idea uh, what Nines Men or Nine Men's Morris is, but I can learn how to play it and then play it like pretty well, you know, within maybe thirty to forty-five seconds, and that's. Pretty much true of almost every game, with like very few exceptions. Yeah, um, and and the absolutely. few exceptions that exist are like for pretty standout reasons that like you know like Hanafuda for example um, is is um, just for for context is the game that Nintendo used to make that was like Nintendo started off as a playing card company and they make Hanafuda cards or they made Hanafuda cards they might still do it actually but anyway uh, that that is a game that requires just like a lot of external knowledge of, you know, what kinds of yeah. pairs you can make. And there's just like a lot going on with that game. Uh, so it's going to take more than one round probably to understand it. But for the most part of the 51 games, I would say probably 47 to 48 of them are all like you watch a little video, you read like three little tool tips, and then you know how to play the game. Um, yeah. And that's like astounding. That's an astounding thing to have accomplished. Yeah. 
you and I learned shogi maybe within an hour, which is kind of yes. amazing. And yeah, I, we'll, I think I think yeah. we learned shogi within like maybe ten minutes, and then played shogi for like three hours. <laughs> it's also worth pointing out that that is the one game we had played online together where we were both silent, which was a good sign. We just <laughs> yes, we're not yeah. talking for once. Yeah, shogi. Um, by the way, um, it's like a like a Japanese variant on chess, essentially. Yeah, um, it's great. There, there's shogi, and then there's mini shogi. For, you know, which is you want to get a quick way more intense. Shogi. It's yes. way more intense. We, we yeah we played mini shogi thinking that it was going to be like a fun cool time compared to the very intense first match that we had and it ended up being worse <laughs> like yeah, mentally. It was because it was like the shogi is the iced coffee to mini shogi's espresso shot. It's yes. like it's just yes, a condensed yes, yes. stronger version of the other thing. Yeah, it's not for you know babies. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I think this is a great game, like especially if you are in a, a house or apartment right now, like with a group or with kids, especially this is like a no brainer. It's 40 yeah. bucks. It's a little bit cheaper. I think that's a good deal for what you're getting here. I mean, this is something that I'll probably always fall back on to, to a certain degree. Yeah, uh, agree. I do kind of wish it came out with the Switch because, like, the de facto version of this on the Switch's launch was one two Switch, which was just a nightmare. Right, uh, and it was like a third party Milk sixty dollar game. <laughs> yeah, Milk a cow video game. For, yeah, <laughs> it was just so weird. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong, I had fun playing it, but like, it was you know, in in the show where we don't say. What what games are worth monetarily that game was not worth 60 dollars. <laughs> i will say that yeah uh and stand by it um yeah. but this is great this is like it's just it's showcasing also a lot of things about the switch that i didn't even really know existed i mean touch touch controls for one that i don't normally use it's so weird that the switch has like <laughs> low-key touch controls and motion controls that were like the selling point of the ds and, and the, the Wii. Wii. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just like here. And they, you may even forget about them. But here like. And almost nobody the, uses them. Yeah. The rumble and everything is like it really makes everything feel like you're playing the board game. Like it's right. really miraculous. Yeah. Like um, there was that one one two switch game that was showing off uh, the HD rumble and the Joy-Cons. Right. That was like, guess how many balls are in your <laughs> Joy-Con as you roll it back <laughs> yeah. and forth. Which yeah. was like just a tech demo that cost $60. Um, yeah. But anyway, like when you're playing uh, Yacht Dice, which which uh, is this game's version of Yahtzee, essentially, it's like an unbranded version of Yahtzee. Like when you're when you're shaking the uh, when you're shaking the cup full of dice, like you really do feel the dice, which kind of yeah. rules. Yeah, it's really impressive. This this game um, fills like multiple voids for me, I think, in, in terms of like, I don't I don't think. I had a Switch game. I'm trying to think of one at the moment, but I don't think I had a Switch game where it's like if I had, you know, five to eight minutes to kill, I could just turn it on, knock something out and feel like I had a good time and then move on, you know? So that that by itself, I think, is like worth it for me is to just have like, OK, uh, what, what am I going to do for five minutes? And then like be able to choose between like one of maybe like three or four games and, and, and then just jump in. Uh, and, and the other side of it is that like I, I think it's like a, a mindless experience in the way that Animal Crossing is in a weird way, like like just being able to hop into fishing, for example, which is for some reason one of the 51 worldwide classic board games. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, uh, and tanks. Yeah, yeah it, you're just you're just like fishing in a river um, and it's so fucking chill. And like just is 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 an extremely great time. Uh, I found myself playing way more fishing than I thought I would. 
Um, really and, interesting. Yeah, and and it, it feels very similar to Animal Crossing's fishing it in does. a weird way. It does. Um, it feels like a, a they like condensed version of that as a game. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. Um, and, and other games like like the other ones that aren't board games like golf, for example, also surprisingly great. Like, there's no reason for the golf game in this uh, like bundle of games uh, to be as good as it is. Uh, what, what what was the other one that you and I were playing? Oh, uh, billiards. Billiards yeah. is like amazing. Stellar. And and then the 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 like uh, king of all kings is, is air hockey, which like yeah, unbelievable that is, that game is, is that well realized and works as well as it does online. Yeah, it's it's my game of the year, air hockey specifically. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I played air hockey online, which is a sentence I never thought I'd say and might have altered yeah. this timeline beyond repair, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> I played air hockey online and it ruled. It was great. It was so fun. Yeah, and that's like talk about capturing the feel of the game like it also captures the thing where like you're going to score on yourself more than often more yeah, often than right, not right 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 so yeah i mean i think this is also like for the switch specifically it's one of the best games to get for like all ages and i and i say that like with like younger than 10 and older than like 60 you know because mm-hmm. like yeah any 10 year old i've met can like do a speed run of of breath of the wild at this point but anyone younger than that you know needs something that's kind of like this because <laughs> Your mind would go to Mario Kart for that kind of game, but that is also oddly like has a steep learning curve. The 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 deluxe one, at least on the Switch, like that's not like a inherently beginner friendly game, despite being accessible. Yeah, Um, this is a really great game that like if you need something to play like with your family or with younger or older members of your family. Right, there will be there will be a game in this bundle that everybody knows how to play. Like there, right of the fifty one games, there's at least one in here where like you could get any group of people together and they will all know how to play at least one of these things and yeah. that just means that there's like say there's only one right say one out of the 50 games is 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 the one that like all your everybody that's in the room understands how to play that means there's like 50 other like fun discoveries that are about to happen right totally. like the the game just like really kind of is, is oozing with with this like potential of of being able to teach you how to play all this other stuff uh they, they do this really brilliant thing once you start playing uh where you were talking about the globe before the globe is filled with these uh little like uh toy people essentially that are like placed in different spots around the globe um and and those in some instances will refer to like okay there's uh there's a little uh toy person on top of japan and then you tap on them and they show you through all of the japanese games that are in this bundle uh and just take you like one by one through all the different games um and then there'll be other ones that there's one that's like these are great games to play on an airplane specifically uh so if you have an airplane like you you just take this person it's called inviting i I forget what what they're called uh a guide i think uh, yes the game guide yeah Yeah. it's uh, you you invite the game guide and it's like okay cool i I have this person with me i'm about to fly on a plane let's see what's actually going to happen here um which is great there's also some other stuff that's just like technically wild about this that you and i didn't get to try because like we can't go within six feet of other people at the moment but there's this really amazing thing so like uh one of the games is called slot cars which is literally like if you've ever seen those little race cars that have um you know just press a button to make them accelerate essentially you just like press a trigger to make them accelerate um and then they just kind of zoom around and if you go too fast around a corner they kind of like fly off the corner they have that in this game but if you have more than one switch you can take the switches and then line them up in such a way where it'll create like a custom slot cars track uh, that goes across multiple switches screens. So the slot cars drive from one screen to the other. So depending on how many people you have with you, uh, you can set up these like wild, incredible, like build your own courses. And I know that that's not the only game in the bundle that has that functionality. 
which is really fucking cool. Yeah. So like outside of just like the the classic like, okay, they took these 51 games and they did a pretty good job with most of them, if not all of them. They've also found really wild ways to innovate on what the Switch can do, uh, which really does, to your point, make me wish that it was one of the launch titles. Um, yeah. You know, not not that I'm going to like, you know, knock this game for not being a launch title, but uh, it, it it is like so extremely successful at more than just uh, accomplishing putting these 51 games in a bundle. I'm like, I'm amazed at how much I love this thing. Like I, I'm beaming right now just talking about me it. Me too. I had a great time uh, playing it. I will say, don't get us wrong. There are some duds in there. Like there are some yes. oh, irredeemably, irredeemably borderline evil games in there, Yes. Uh, which we will discuss. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a joy to play. And also like, it's not just a bundle. Like, Cause this could have easily been kind of like, like you said, the bundle you see at like staple, not staples. They don't sell games as staples, but one no, of those stores. No, they do. That's the like, thing. They do sell <laughs> games as staples. Oh, do they? Yeah. yeah. They, they have like, you know, a they have like a, a bargain bin filled with like PC games that you've never heard of before. <laughs> right. I do. Like a I will say. Of Frogger where you play as the flies. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do wish there was a little bit more customization. That's like my only real. Yes. yes. Lasting gripe. Like you unlock different, uh, designs for some of the card games but other than that like i'm kind of amazed there isn't like you know for chess like a few different chess boards like that felt like kind of a no-brainer yeah um or even but, even just uh options for some of the rules right like just to be able to switch some of the rules up a little bit like president uh is a card game that uh, if you've played persona 5 you know very well but it is just like this incredible card game that uh, a lot of people in the states at least know as asshole uh, yeah i knew it as asshole personally which, like not not that they should have a variant called asshole in this rated E for everyone video game. <laughs> but like if there were a couple of things that would allow you to change the rules to play it like asshole, you know, just to like at least acknowledge the existence of like offshoots of some of these games, that probably should be the case. And I I honestly would I wouldn't be too shocked if eventually there was some kind of update that was released that added a couple extra rule sets to some of these things. Or even on top of that, like I could just see an update that added more games to this. Like I could see yeah. like another 12 or worldwide classics becoming like a dlc pack you know yeah um because there are be some awesome. like very obvious ones that aren't in here but that that's not to say that i'm not happy with the ones that are in here you know it's great i mean yeah even just like there there are a couple like air hockey and and chess and a few others that are like so fun to play on the switch that it was worth it just for that experience yes yeah i i would highly recommend it it's a lot of fun uh it it, it has no reason to be as good as it is that's my that's my on the box quote if you will yeah i uh, i am kind of with you there it, it was definitely one of those things where they announced it. I was like, I'm going to take a chance on this. and I think I'm going to be right. And I was very happy to have been right. About it. Um, here's yeah, the thing yeah. that's like totally worth mentioning. Um, a, a couple like weird features in this game that are like great. Um, number one, there's a demo that you can download that has four games in it. One of them is President, which to me is one of the best games in this bundle. Um, yeah, if you've never played President before, you should play it. It's amazing. It's an incredible card game. So definitely do that. The demo also lets you play uh, local wireless with anyone else who also has the demo, which is great. What the demo also does, and this is maybe the best selling point in the whole thing, is that if you know someone who has the full game and you have the demo and you're playing locally, you can play any of the 51 games multiplayer together, even though you haven't bought the full thing. Oh, that's awesome. Which is very cool. Yeah. So like, yeah. it just kind of, it, um, you know, the person who has the full game, like makes a lobby, like a local lobby, and then they can pick any of the 51 games and then you just join their lobby because you downloaded the demo, um, which is sick. So yeah. Yeah. It, I love it just, when games do that. Yeah. It's just built to be played with other people. Um, and yeah. whether that's local or wireless, like they've really kind of accounted for everything. And, and, and I think that's really, that's really special and worth 
worth noting, you know, because the switch to me feels, you know, if they're really trying to uh, corner that market of like, we're doing everything the 3DS was doing and everything the Wii U was doing all at once, um, you know, just blending those two things together, uh, then you have to account for everything like that. And 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 yeah. this, I think, weirdly enough, of like most of the first party Nintendo stuff that's been on the Switch accomplishes that better than most. Yeah, it's 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 a blast. It's also like there are a few games that are just them doing like a version of Wii Sports, which like I honestly would still love like a full fledged Wii Sports on here. But yeah, like, like like it's weird. Uh, toy tennis is one of them, which yeah. like I was kind of bummed wasn't just Wii Sports tennis. <laughs> right. To be totally honest. But- but it's they have bowling like, in here, which is just pretty much Wii Bowling. Yeah. It'd be weird if it was t- toy bowling. What would that entail? Just I don't like, know. I didn't know what toy but, tennis was. And then, you know, it sure wasn't Wii Sports Tennis. So <laughs> It like is, except for a few variables, which is bizarre. But yeah, yeah anyway, I, I agree. I would. I, I think this game is really lovely. And also just the, the uh, ease in which you can switch between like, you know, if you are playing this with people, if you're playing this with people together or online, and even if you're in the same room, you can play play it like on one switch using the touch controls or you could put it on the TV and then use the motion controls like that kind of uh, like that kind of like fun setup between games also kind of like evokes what setting up a board game is like not Mm -hmm. the awful part of explaining the rules but like the the sort of the setting up aspect of it Mm -hmm. Um, which again Nintendo found a way to make really charming I eventually started to skip the videos because they can get to you after a while but there are some funny ones yeah Uh, and yeah it's just it's very charming it's a great time yeah would recommend Clubhouse Games 51 Worldwide Classics for the Nintendo (laughs) Switch Uh, you can pick it up now or the demo Try both. Or the demo. The demo, I think, has President Connect 4 or four in a row. Yes. I like the off-brand ones. We're like, this is not four in a row. This is not Uno. Uh, this is last yeah. card. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, I think it's... <laughs> it's very funny when you have your last card and you have to call last card yeah. instead of Uno. I just I, I love it every time. It makes me laugh. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's great. Uh, demo or not, it's great. But by the way, just by itself, being able to play Uno online with randoms is great. Has always been great. Going back to the Xbox 360, when I when I used to play Uno online, which was way more intense than I had any right to be, and people would scream <laughs> constantly over Xbox Live um, uh-huh. because because Microsoft did a wild thing and included a headset with every console, so everyone could scream at the same time. Um, it's much nicer on the Nintendo Switch. It's yeah, much totally. nicer. It's much more chill to play Last Card online on Nintendo <laughs> Online. My other gripe is I wish there was an online ranking system because, like, I want to be the top-ranked war player in the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> or Pig's Tale. Yeah. Like, you know, it would be so, it'd be so funny if you're like, oh, you're S-rank at war. Yeah, there's, no, there's nothing better than uh, in this game, right before you are about to play, they, they show you, like, here's how to play, and it's like a couple tool tips, and then here's like um, a couple hints that like things that you know maybe are worth considering and then all the hints for all the uh, all the like games that are completely based on luck and have no skill involved things like war for example are just like so esoteric and out there and like read like fortune cookies they're just like so interesting um, yeah it's some of the best writing great. in the whole game are, are, are the hints for luck based games anyway can I say it again? They've also Clubhouse Games, 51 <laughs> worldwide classics for the Nintendo Switch. I'll, I'll add real quick as just another selling point. Mm. The, the games That's that fine, are That's fine, because that means I get to say it again. 
<laughs> the I mean, there's it's Pigstail, uh, Tokiaki, and War. War yeah. At least are the ones that come to mind. The three like completely chance based card games. Somehow they've they've gone all out with the presentation that they're still fun. Yes, like, even though it's like it's like I'm not gonna <laughs> go on an airplane and play War <laughs> against the computer on hard. That yeah. sounds like a nightmare. But like just going through them all once or twice, like it was fun to experience. Yeah, yeah. War, for example, every time you're able to uh, just a quick thing the way war works is um <laughs> two two players have have sets of cards right you split the deck in half uh and essentially you just go like three two one and and you each pick a card from the top of your deck and then you and then you show it and whoever has the higher card wins both cards and whoever has the most cards at the end wins um it's completely luck based because it's all based on how it's like shuffled and dealt and whatever there, there's really no element of choice or or anything no no element of skill in here but what's great is every time you win a card there's like like a cheering army behind you which is great Uh, (laughs) yeah it's it's awesome like that those little touches are the things that make playing a game like war in this bundle actually worth it and not just something that you should completely avoid at all costs yeah exactly totally great do you want to say it again i would love to say it again clubhouse games (laughs) colon 51 worldwide classics for the nintendo switch um, I will say there are a couple games like maybe it should have been 47 uh, worldwide classics. <laughs> we'll get you know? into that. But yeah, uh, right. yeah uh, it's 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 an incredible thing. And I, I'm glad that it exists and I'm glad to have it. Uh, yeah, I'll say for yeah. for 51, you expect like, OK, maybe half of these are going to fall flat. And like, even though there are some really notably bad entries, like most are at least passable. And yes. there are a handful that are so good it makes it worth it. My yeah, my thought going in was like, if there are even three or four games that I could see myself playing to fill time at some point yeah then that's worth it for me turns out there are many more than three that i'm yeah, very into like war like war <laughs> s plus that, tier you game. heard us kids go to your nearest staples and buy this <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i love it um do you want to take a break and then we'll get into all the, the ps5 stuff i would love to take a break i would love to make another tiki drink and come back and talk yeah. about the playstation 5 this is our show in a nutshell, us leading with Clubhouse Games before the PS5. <laughs> that sums up fucking yes. everything. Yeah. That's everything. Ending uh, season two with a bang. Clubhouse Games, is- 51 <laughs> worldwide classics. My game also, is air hockey, dude. Who cares about the PS5? Also, Horizon Zero Dawn is getting a sequel, but let me tell you about <laughs> Nine <laughs> Men's Morris. Here's how they make war palatable. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah, let's take a break. This is a mess. Goodbye, Sorry, AJ. listener. Bye. Goodbye, listener. Steven, we're back. And I want to mention something very quickly. Um, yeah, please do. Yesterday or two days ago, Slay the Spire, our old friend, was released on the iPhone. It's on iOS now. Um, That's amazing. Also, yeah. I think iPad. I just wanted to bring that up so I can then gloat because I played one round and I won. I beat it. Nice. Who'd my, you play as? My first run. Uh, you can only play as the Ironclad in the first run. Oh, that's right. That's right. I recently unlocked the fourth character. I didn't talk about it on the show. Yeah. Because I was great. trying to. Yeah, they're they're really fun. The Watcher. Yeah. Um, they're tricky, but uh, they're all so unique. Like it's it's so. I'm sure if I like dug into the into the meta, I could find like the hero that is considered like best quote unquote. But I feel like it's pretty even. That they're yeah. all pretty. Yeah, they all they all have their their perks. I think you know who yeah. I like. I sure do. I sure do. Um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. So we're gonna go. Uh, <laughs> 
through the rest of the episode. It's the defect, okay? Um, rest of this episode, we're going to just cover the whole PS5 event. Yeah, pretty much. Which is, which is interesting because in terms of seasons, ending and beginning, our old placeholder for the season was E3, which is canceled this year. So, like, I bring that up because this felt like E3 levels of... of I mean, this is basically what Sony would have done at E3, essentially. For the most part, uh, yeah. And and there yeah. are some key differences between um, between what happened here and what usually happens at E3, which I think are yeah. definitely worth highlighting. Totally. Um, we'll talk about it as we start going yeah. through this stuff. But I just this wanted was to bring like, that up. Compared to, um, you know, the, the Microsoft... Um, uh, Series X gameplay event, uh, quote unquote, that happened last month. Um, this was like on a completely different level. You'll you'll note, dear listeners, that I don't think we talked about that event or like I did very briefly, I think. And I don't even know if you watched it, but it was like very briefly. It was so unbelievably underwhelming that it was like almost not even worth noting that Microsoft had shown off like 15 new franchises that they were inventing yeah. in, in all the studios that they just bought recently. Um, they're apparently going to have another event either this month or at the beginning of next month. Um, that is supposed to be closer to what they would have done at E3. Uh, so I imagine closer to what we just saw from from Sony. And I'm very interested to see if that ends up being like a much bigger and better event, because I, I, I think it's worth comparing, at least because like for the most part going into this, you and I were under the impression that Microsoft was doing everything correctly, just in terms of like they kind of got dunked pretty hard going into this generation, right? Like oh, they, yeah. they position themselves as a set top box and not a video game console initially which was a problem and then they came out a hundred dollars more expensive than the ps4 which was also a problem um there were just like it, it was just like an uphill climb for them pretty much throughout the entirety of this generation but they've been playing a ground game of like figuring out services that make sense right so like everything is backwards compatible all the way back to the original xbox now uh you have microsoft uh sorry xbox game pass which is like absolutely Amazing. i mean yeah. it's there's a reason that everybody says it's quote the best deal in gaming like that's that's a weird collection of words <laughs> and, and the only time they've ever been apt <laughs> yeah yeah totally um, so you know between those two things by by themselves like for someone like you uh, in particular who Me? hasn't had an xbox yeah you uh who yeah. hasn't had uh, an xbox in a long time this is this is a pretty enticing deal right because the idea of totally. being able to go buy a bunch of old games and finally check out all the xbox one exclusives of which there are not many but there are some that are worth playing um and going back to the xbox 360 so you can play oblivion and also yeah, the original yeah. Xbox, so you can play Morrowind. Um, you know. <laughs> okay, now I know what you meant when you said people like me. <laughs> Just call um, me a nerd. That by itself is enticing, and then you have Game Pass for all the new stuff that's coming out. All the first-party yeah. Xbox games just go straight to Game Pass for most, uh, at least, I haven't seen a first-party <laughs> Xbox game not be on Game Pass day and date. Um, yeah. So, like, that by itself is really enticing, and, that, and that, that was really interesting, but that gameplay reveal was so not what I was hoping for. It, yeah, it, it was really no confidence yeah like i was gonna bring this up because we went into xbox like really excited to see them turn around kind of like nintendo did with, with the switch where like yeah. wii u was talking about an uphill battle that was just them falling down for four years <laughs> like <laughs> right, right, right. pratt fall the mario falling down the forever stairs um and then they had this amazing comeback and i i kind of expected xbox and they very much still can it's not like it's it's only that event is like the definitive thing but yes. like you said the games that they presented are very much like gray space game number four there right. were two that weren't like that that caught our eye but like 
It's Again, because they a, weren't that. Yeah. Of, right. of the like 15 to 20 games they showed, two of them we were like, and, and I know what they are. It's Call of the Sea. I, I, I still remember them. Call of the yeah. Sea, which was another first person adventure game, but but just had this art direction that kind of made it stand out. And then the uh, Yakuza spinoff. Um, yeah, which looks great. Right. Which, um, was, which was like maybe one of the only non first person adventure games that they showed that entire time, um, which I think it's worth noting. And this is the thing we mentioned during that episode, but is worth bringing up again, especially right before talking about the PS5 event. But it seems like the AAA standard for Xbox is this is going to be a first person adventure game. Uh, and, and for Sony, it's very much this is a third person narrative adventure game. And both of them seem to be chasing after the idea of like single player games being kind of uh, the, the tentpole for what an exclusive means. Um, and I, I don't know if that should be the case, to be totally honest. The more I've been thinking about it, it's weird. On, on my drive back from I was in Philadelphia over the weekend, my drive back from Philly today, um, I, I was talking to someone who, who asked me, like, OK, what do you think the future of games is? And I was like, that's a fucking big question. But uh, the, the more I thought about it, the more the more I think about, like, the idea of a game like Fortnite or something like Destruction All-Stars, which we're going to talk about later, this idea of like constantly being connected to the internet and 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 those games that are constantly connected to the internet being the the biggest things that happen right like the last of us 2 is going to be a big game but it's not going to be fortnite big right like what what is the microsoft first party version of fortnite or what is the ps5 first party version of Fortnite. And I don't mean a hundred people drop onto an island and shoot the fuck out of each other. That's not what I'm talking about at all. I just mean like, how do you take something that is that much of like a lightning in the bottle, like wild, always online, always watchable on Twitch kind of experience and make that a first party game? Um, because right now what I'm seeing from both Microsoft and Sony is it's a, it's an action adventure game that's very narratively focused and it's single player and it's either in first person if it's Xbox or third person if it's Sony. <laughs> right. I mean, I think... Those are all really good points. I, I have a few things to say uh, in regards to that. I mean, I think, and you'll probably agree with me with this, like, to me, like, Fortnite and I guess, like, I would even put, like, League of Legends to me in the same category of, like, these are giant, like, esports games. Right, that have, multiplayer like, focused, yeah. Yeah, giant player bases. And then, you know, last, they're not even in the same hemisphere. They might as well be different mediums as far yes. as I'm concerned. And not to say one is better than the other. Like, I'm not a big Fortnite fan, but I completely recognize the place it fills and, like, yeah, totally. that it is a lot of fun and on multiple levels, like, people playing casually or competitively or whatever. But I think, like, when someone says, what is the future of gaming? It's like, well, both of those things can progress. No, and I, they, I completely... Know, yeah. And that was, that was the point I made in that yeah. conversation. Absolutely. But the, the thing that I I had never really clued into that, that became all the more clear when I was asked that question was that Sony and Microsoft's first-party studios are not the ones making making League of Legends and not making Fortnite, right. right? Like they don't, they don't, they're not focused at all on a multiplayer focus game currently. Um, with with the exception of maybe, you know, Microsoft bought Minecraft. So like, you know, yeah, that exists. Um, and, and I think they also maybe bought the studio that makes PUBG. I'm not sure if that's true anymore. But anyway, there was some kind of deal that happened with PUBG where, where like it was only on Xbox for a while and now it's on PS4. But I, I'm interested to see if either of them take a stab at that being like, we're going to make the next big game. Yeah, um, and I guess that yeah. goes into my second observation is that like in, you know, we went into the Xbox event with with high hopes and was kind of we're kind of bummed out and we went into ps5 at least i did completely neutral and, and yeah was you really and I were expecting this away. to be 
the PS3 yeah. all over all over right. again, right? Like we thought that this was going to be a Sony is riding this high of of the PS2. It, it is the best selling video game console of all time with great reason, uh, and and just kind of like resting on their laurels and not really innovating enough, uh, and then creating the PS3, which was kind of dead on arrival from like a content perspective and also yeah. like a pricing and and uh, power perspective, right? Like yeah, it was like eight hundred dollars, and it didn't need to be. <laughs> it was eight hundred dollars and there was like a wrestling game on it that might have also been on ps2 you know that's like i i say that all the time but sony releases a playstation and there's like a wrestling game and then you wait two years and everything else comes out right um and there's still that still very much can happen with the ps5 even though i'm more excited but uh and and no shade on a wrestling game but that just seems to be the like (laughs) the the first release yeah um but you and you and i were expecting that i think a little bit this time because we have heard almost nothing about the ps5 outside of the the uh the reveal of the controller and mark cerny's gdc talk where he talked very 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 hyper specifically about the internals of the thing without telling us much about like content or or how those internals were going to be used um i I I think there was there was a lot of like um kind of like uh grandiose uh ideation in terms of how that stuff might be used but we we weren't seeing any of it literally until this event which as you said uh, blew you away like i i went into this expecting like okay i'm gonna see a couple things that i'm into but i'm still probably gonna get the series x when it comes out like that'll be the one that I that I lock into at launch. Um, and I th- I think they changed my mind, to be totally yeah. honest. And I think, too, it's like and this is this is a big conversation. But in regards to like talking about Nintendo and Microsoft and, and Sony, it's like Sony and Nintendo have such a strong sense of identity, especially Nintendo. Like Nintendo has that. That's always been their thing. They have their first party games and their brand. That's like the Disney of of uh, video games where it's like you just know who these characters are and what they're going to provide you with. Even if the games change, like, you know what you're getting into. Yes, absolutely. Um, and Sony, to a degree, also has that. And, I, and I'll, I'll explore that more as we talk about the presentation. But like Sony, to their credit, also, I mean, they tried to really highlight this with their weird Smash Brothers ripoff that like didn't quite work. But like they do have this legacy of games specifically in this sort of like art house first party story games. I mean, they've been on the forefront of that from the very beginning. Yeah. With the PS1 with like Final Fantasy 7 and Metal Gear Solid and mm-hmm. you know uh, and, and even more so with the PS2 with Shadow of the Colossus and like all this stuff and you can definitely give all that credit to the third party developers that like Sony picks up but they also have a lot of recently first party teams that like do incredible work and to sony's credit they also have a much wider range of like whereas nintendo leans kid friendly like they have last of us 2 all the way to little big planet you know in terms of like uh and that's i think really important so i i I think i bring all that up not to like not to highlight sony too much but just to sort of ask microsoft like what is what is your vibe because it's like for so <laughs> right. long it was like Halo and sports games and that was what you got and that's great all of that was great right and the 360 was awesome because of the third party support and because it was a way more accessible system than PS3 at launch at least but yeah now you have like okay like what do you what what are you trying to like define yourself as other than our games are in first person instead of third because that's like right which that's yeah, really that's, that's my yeah. that's my big sticking point is like it really does feel like they're just trying to do what the ps5 or sorry what sony is doing in general but just making a first person which is like not enough yeah. so extremely not enough um, but that being said what, I'm, what I'm, I'm also very excited to see what they do yeah no me too and, and that's the thing yeah. like i i don't want to i don't want to come off 
too negative on Microsoft because a we haven't seen their like actual event yet. So like you know that that could be a, a, a mind changing uh, wild time. But also like even if they announce nothing else, that's still a really fucking enticing deal. The Series totally. X being backwards compatible and having Game Pass on it is like huge. Almost enough. Yeah. Yes. Um, I mean, you and I so, have also both yeah. called Sony the Empire in terms of like Star Wars analogies. So like <laughs> I'm not trying to bootleg too much here, but yeah, like yeah, yeah. No, you I know agree. I think. I think that uh, that they prove like that they they know what they're doing, and I guess what we're gonna do now is just if you if you want to move ahead, we can just go announcement by announcement, kind of like we do in the E three episodes, and just uh, talk about it. Yes, um, I would love to do that. Yeah, um, cool. Cool. Yeah. So uh, let's let's get into this event. Uh, so first of all, I just want to say before we even actually talk about like the stuff that was in it, um, the event as a whole, I feel like this is like absolutely the way to do an event in like COVID-19 time is is, you know, they, they barely had any presenters uh, when when they did have presenters, they looked like they were trapped inside a PS5 um, <laughs> and, and in between in between each of the um, in between each of the trailers and, and, and games that they showed, they just had like this weird like ethereal kind of situation where they just showed the buttons like the 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 four shape buttons just kind of like appearing and materializing in weird ways my first thought was like because you know when they released the ps5 logo everyone dunked on it it's like oh cool like how long did it take to think of this one it's the same logo with the five right right right. yeah um and i feel like whoever like heard that at sony like we're gonna go all out with cool transition scenes just to like (laughs) show you we know what we're doing because it was like so hypnotizing to see like the the different buttons it sounds lame but like it looks really cool if you watched it you know what i'm talking about yeah the the Um, big uh the big goof i saw everywhere was um was this all leading up to like everyone was hoping that this was leading up to the announcement of a fifth face button like they were gonna like (laughs) invent a new a new shape yeah Yeah. (laughs) uh yeah i don't know which i i'm glad they did not do to be totally honest but anyway so i i just really enjoyed the the way that this event was um was put together i i found it to be like i found i found it to be like weirdly high bar you know for uh or or highbrow i I think for the kind of event that it was um and and i don't know how similar or how dissimilar it would be to what sony would actually do on stage at an e3 this year i mean thinking about their 2019 e3 which god that feels like a lifetime ago but you know that was the start of season two where we talked about that and yeah. like they had a venue for each of the big games so yeah. they had like a venue for they made the church last from the last two. of us yeah, yeah. They had a Death Stranding event. And like, I remember like we talked about that and like every event before that just felt like it was like a Mountain Dew hangout. And that, that felt <laughs> yeah. like an actual ceremony. Right. Um, or no, maybe that was 2018. No, that was 2019. No, that was last year. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Time's an illusion. But yeah, <laughs> I uh, I agree. I think too, like having the... Because I think the, the the grading thing about E3 is like a dude with this sports track and T-shirt coming out and, and over-promising, right? That's like yeah. a third of the event. Um, Where, wearing and, a shirt with a logo that's going to allude to the final announcement of, of the event, right? <laughs> a Battletoad shirt, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and this is just like, you know, the, the interviews that were there were like very straight to the point and like just about that they were excited to work on this game. And that was it. It wasn't, you know, yeah. we're going to make the biggest thing ever. It's like, here's what we're working on. Yeah. Um, what I will say is the the one thing that I, I am missing from this and, and has has to also probably be true of, of the Microsoft event as well, whenever that happens. But the one thing I'm missing is like a person who consumes a lot of uh, video game related media and, and journalism and reporting and stuff 
stuff like that is the fact that like, okay, we, we watch all these events and we watch all the trailers and they're always very exciting. It's very cool to see all that stuff. But this, the thing that I find more interesting are all of the behind closed doors demos that yeah. are then reported on after, right? So like, okay, we watched, we watched this incredible reveal of Anthem and then they go behind closed doors and play it. And it's like, this feels bad. <laughs> um, what happened? Or, yeah. or Cyberpunk um, 20, whatever. I, I already forgot the, the year that that game takes place. <laughs> I think in. it's 2077. Yeah, that, that sounds correct. You know, they, they, they showed off they showed off a cinematic trailer that first year that they announced that game, and everyone was like, "Wow, that looks amazing! It's going to be so far yeah. out." But whoa, lo and behold, they had they had a demo behind closed doors that was playable that people played for like a straight hour, and they were like, "Yeah, man, it looks like the fucking video. It's amazing." Yeah. Um, and and those kinds of stories are the ones that I find most interesting, and that's not a thing we're going to get this year, right? There are yeah. no follow up questions. There are no there are no hands on demos that will change your opinion one way or the other. We only totally. have what's in this MP4 file that was uploaded to YouTube. <laughs> like that's the only thing. Um, and, and I think I think that's definitely important to touch on, you know, because like totally a, as much as our opinions on these things are going to are going to flip back and forth, depending on, you know, what what we saw and whatever, like there's nothing else that's going to change it until the game comes out, probably. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's also kind of exciting, though. I mean, I, yeah, I agree. We had we had that listen along on YouTube for our very first episode, which was you know, E3 2018. And that was like, you know, like I've said a lot before you and I like properly had caught up before I had a mic and I was, uh-huh, you know, yeah. it was just so surreal to hear me be like, Spider-Man looks lame. Uh, I'm so pumped for cyberpunk. It's yeah. like completely flipped yeah. like a week later. <laughs> uh, but it's cool to see, it's cool to see that happen. I, I love, um, you know, obviously you don't want to be disappointed, but I do love like, <laughs> going in neutral i mean even to this event itself going in neutral and being like wow that was awesome i'm actually excited for the first time in a long time yeah i'm excited for this i tweeted uh, that out right before this event started was like wow remember what feeling excited was like i i had completely yeah. forgotten anyway let's so, yeah. find out what we're uh, gonna be wrong about in in a couple months <laughs> um, yeah. what is 2020 steven gonna scoff at this event started on the wildest note that had to have been paid like this has to have been like some <laughs> kind of deal this. yeah this has to have been a deal yeah. um but it it opens with the rockstar logo and everybody's like holy shit gta yeah. 6 it's gonna happen but no it's grand theft auto 5 again again for the playstation 5 quote enhanced and expanded and and they're just going to be re-releasing the game again so here's the thing i thought that this was going to be like free i thought it was going to be like hey if you have the game on ps4 uh then you can just get a free upgrade but then at the at the end of this trailer that just like showed some clips from gta 5 again there's there's like a, a a title card that shows up that says Grand Theft Auto Online will be free for PlayStation Plus players, which means that even though you as a PS Plus subscriber can get GTA Online, you will probably still have to pay for the full game to play it again, yeah, which is seems like counterintuitive. wild to yeah. me. But what's also the wildest thing of all of this is I remember sitting in like two apartments ago sitting in like a hot fucking sweaty air conditionless uh room by myself watching uh the the PlayStation 4 announcement where they announced Grand Theft Auto 5 coming to the PlayStation 4 which yeah. is like because this is a PS3 game. I forgot yes. about that. I yes. forgot. It was like, came out, I think, at like the end of college for me. It was like 2012, 2013. Mm-hmm. It was on the 360. And then they, you know, it was, it was kind of like a Last of Us where it was so close to the end of that generation, they re-released it. Yeah. But yeah, it's a lead PS5. This is like, 
this is the kind of announcement you like sneak in the middle when people are like that's why i think asleep. there has to have been money exchanging hands oh somewhere. yeah yeah because i mean th- talk about what the biggest games are gta online makes them so much money yeah uh, and, yeah and you know and i think announcing that that's going to carry over probably matters to a lot of people who are playing that but yeah, it was it was a very strange note to begin on yeah i forgot i i phased that out of my memory i forgot about it until you brought it up on another note like maybe that is the best thing to open with right it's like yeah maybe op- open with grand theft auto 5 a, a question mark year old game um a game that is old enough to play that game now um <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then just move on to great shit you know, like maybe that's the move. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> add just to be fair that we are two human beings who opened this episode with Clubhouse Games. Uh, 51, 51 Worldwide, Worldwide Classics, Classics for Nintendo Switch. For the Nintendo yeah, Switch. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, uh, apples and oranges. Right? <laughs> anyway, that was a weird announcement. But after it that, um, we got to a thing that I can't talk about, but I can give you the floor so you can talk about as much as you want. Uh, it's worth noting that I am an employee of Marvel Entertainment. Anything I say on this podcast uh, does not reflect the views of my employer. All opinions are my my own uh the next announcement was spider-man miles morales which is coming out in holiday of 2020 according to the trailer what are your thoughts on this so with this trailer in the moment i was like so just in love because i i i really like my only real gripe with with uh, ps4 spider-man is that like you know when you play as miles it's just like uh sneaking around rhino and that's like it mm-hmm. you know yeah, yeah, yeah um same with mj but you know like i think uh and you know it, it's obviously that story is is like miles is a supporting character in that but like i was really like you know the way that game ends spoiler alert is like showing that miles has the power too and peter's gonna be his mentor essentially it's mm-hmm. a really cute scene yeah uh where he's like you know it's things are changing ending. with me yeah yeah it's so good so i'm like a game where you play as miles just was like my dream really because like i i'm a huge miles morales fan like i don't i don't follow a lot of marvel heroes but i follow miss marvel miles and spider gwen those right. are my three big ones. Right. And you're X-Men. getting video games from two of them this year, right? Which is yeah, kind of yeah. rad. Yeah. So, so excited. Um, what followed was was the reveal. I think Sony said, like, this is actually DLC or something. Uh, and people were, like, rightfully angry because that trailer really suggests that that's going to be a full game. Like, it looks like that, right? But um, what was then revealed was that it's, it's a similar thing to uh, Uncharted Lost Legacy, where it is a standalone game that is sort of like in that kind of ambiguous halfway between like dlc and a standalone game it's like an expansion of the ps4 game i believe so it's still kind of a bummer i mean honestly it is a bummer like i think i think that miles deserves to have his own game it it seems like a no-brainer and like he deserves to have that proper spotlight but i'm still really excited to play it like i'm still very excited to see that story and and all the people who are working on like a lot of people i follow on twitter like artists and, and developers are like i'm so excited to show that i've been working on this so like i'm i'm definitely gonna get it still but i totally share the the frustration of like just give him his own game you know like just give him the full thing so that's how i feel about it uh brendan uh we can move on for your sake yeah (laughs) for your Um, job's sake i'll I'll, the only thing that i'll say about it is just i'm very excited about it um yeah yeah, that that's real. That's cool. literally as much as I can say about it. Um, yeah. but I'm I'm really excited about it. I, I me I, too. Yeah, yeah, um, me too. I just wanted to touch on that because I think like it definitely was a misleading 
presentation of it in terms of like, is this going to be a full thing or not? Yeah. So, uh, but that was incredible trailer. It looks so cool. I'm excited to see his story. Holiday 2020 is, is, uh, the, uh, targeted release date for that game. According to the trailer, uh, moving on to Gran Turismo seven. <laughs> um, so this is one that I almost skipped over, but I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's watch it. Let's watch the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, cause it, yeah, if you're, if you're talking about like PlayStation five, which, you know, technically we haven't gotten to the point in the presentation yet where they're talking about all the, all the features of this, of this console and why you want it and whatever. Um, but you know, we, we know a bunch of stuff. At least I watched the Mark, the, like the whole Mark Cerny presentation or whatever. Like I, I, I've read enough about this. There's, there's a lot of stuff technically under the hood of the PS five that I think is, is worth noting. Uh, and, and chief among them is ray tracing, which is just like one of those things that's very hard to describe, but like, just trust me, it's good. Um, also like <laughs> a lot of this stuff is running at 4k. A lot of this stuff is running at 60 frames per second, which like, I'm not a frames per second snob literally in the slightest, but if it's 60 frames per second, I'm probably going to be happy with it. If it's 4k, I'm going to be even happier with it is what I yeah. found. Um, just and anecdotally. PS4, I'm not like a frames per second person that like, I, I barely even notice it, but like I only notice it if it's bad. If it's like if we're if we're talking like fifteen to twenty frames per second is when I start to notice. And and that's a notable issue on the PS4, I think. Where like there are yeah. a, I could name like three games off the top of my head. Like Monster Hunter and Sekiro are both games that are incredible, but like when there's more than a few enemies, it's like PowerPoint. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, only in Sekiro in that one point where all the monkeys show up. That's the only time it gets that bad. But <laughs> really? like, yeah, yeah, I, I didn't have, it, I, have a, I have a PlayStation professional, uh, so oh. I, I don't have that. Oh, issue. Excuse me. Oh, um, good. No, but I do have the console that tur- <laughs> that sounds like a jet engine when I'm in the menu for Call of Duty Modern Warfare, not even playing the game. So anyway, um, Gran Turismo is a game that I, I know a lot of. I have a lot of friends and, and know a lot of people so into cars that this is like their dream. Like this is like one of those series. that's like yeah. if you're into cars, this is trying to provide like it's one of the games that I think is benefiting from uh, photorealism more than other genres. Where yeah, like this absolutely. is really trying to emulate a real world experience as accurately as possible. Yeah. Isn't their um, tagline real cool. racing? I think. Yeah. I think that's yeah. their tagline. Yeah. But I mean, this this is shot from the driver's pit was like this is how much I know about cars. I don't even know that's a term driver's pit. Let's say it is. Uh, but the like, driver's seat <laughs> from the wheel cauldron. From, yeah, from uh, you can the, see. the wheelchair. <laughs> the wheel, from, yeah. Um, so it just looks really cool. It looks like the graphical jump. I was not expecting to be as big as it was, and yeah. that was one of the moments where it like hit me. Yeah, um, that that's seeing, so. Yeah, it is worth noting. Like the, this presentation was streamed at 1080p, um, but a lot of these trailers have been uploaded at 4K on the PlayStation YouTube channel, and you can go back and watch these in 4K. Um, and it is wild. Yeah, Gran Turismo Seven is is one of those games that like very clearly is benefiting from adding ray tracing to this console. All all of the like reflective work um, and and all of the like lighting and shadows are just like unbelievable uh and and i i have been a little bit on and off the the racing game wagon over the years um i used to play a lot of forza back in the day so i don't know i'm not i'm not against gran turismo 7 but uh it it sure is a game that's coming out uh let's talk about the next one which i think you and i are actually very excited to talk about which is ratchet and clank rift oh my god yeah this is uh this is where i started crying (laughs) and i wasn't ready to cry right right after watching the gran turismo (laughs) reveal because i'm like the the emotional jump is too big um i this is like so i'll say the ratchet and clank 
began a wave of like classic PlayStation revivals in my mind. Like mm. there are a lot of series that Sony has like kind of not really invested in past like 2008. And a lot of them are the more like family friendly Mario-esque platformers. Yeah. Ratchet Clank is one of my favorites. It's uh, I think it, it often gets like put up against Jack and Daxter. I think just because of the titles and the sort of oh, like yeah, totally. duo thing. And both, you know, big first party developers. I've always liked Ratchet Clank more personally. Like I really loved this series. Series and like this feel like it, it's tough though because a lot of those older PlayStation series like Crash and Spyro and Jack and Daxter and Ratchet Clank they're all amazing for their time but a lot of them like are just not worth going back to at this point mm-hmm. like a lot of them have really aged very poorly yeah yeah um, I agree. Crash specifically I'm, it breaks my heart to say that but you know like even Naughty Dog I think realizes that where you play Crash One in Uncharted Four and Nathan Drake's like, What is this? <laughs> you know, there's that yeah. there's that shot of the running from the boulder. But I didn't I, I didn't really play the remaster of, of those games, but I, I feel like even like mechanically, maybe they don't hold up, but I might be wrong. Yeah, I mean I just maybe I, I'm sure I, I hope the remaster is good, but I just think like there was this specific era where Sony and talk about identity, Sony was really trying to find a Mario. Um, right, 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 yeah. And I think it was when they started doing series like Jack and Daxter and like Ratchet Clank, they started to kind of do their own thing. That was like kind of like a more PG Banjo-Kazooie in a weird way, mm-hmm. uh, more sci-fi. I loved Ratchet Clank and like seeing it coming back. Because if you told me on paper, like, oh, they're making a new Ratchet Clank, I'm like, that feels like, I don't Did, know, do you like, play the remaster of the first Ratchet and Clank? I haven't, actually. Uh, how is it? It's incredible. It's so yeah. good. You absolutely should play it. So they they, okay, they, cool. they uh, made that in conjunction with a, a film. They made a Ratchet and Clank movie, which I also haven't watched, but like maybe I should. Why not? Um, yeah, why not? But yeah, I like you, I have been a huge fan of Ratchet and Clank like forever. Like since the first yeah. one came out, I played it to completion. The second one, I think I actually like 100% completed um, and then, you know, loved the third one and the spinoffs. I mean, I, I was a big fan of, of Ratchet and Clank uh, throughout the years. And then they remastered the first one for PS4. Was great. Was beautiful. I was like kind of blown away by how pretty it was. Um, and then this one showed up. I mean, it's been what, like five or six years, I want to say, probably since that remaster came out. And I understand why this game is is uh, w- was placed in this presentation directly after uh, Gran Turismo 7, because like what Gran Turismo 7 shows off is like, here's what what ray tracing does for for just like graphical fidelity in in the PlayStation 5. Th- this is like, you know, it, it, it's a full ass game, but it is pretty much a tech demo for for ray tracing and like showing you why that's important. What Ratchet and Clank is doing, at least from what I grokked from this presentation, is this is just here to show you how incredible the solid state hard drive is. Like the thing that Mark Cerny has been uh, touching on, like since the very first reveal that they were thinking about making another console with like a very wild new uh, hard drive implementation, um, the fastest solid state hard drive uh, that's available to consumers, um, his whole thing has always been what that means is that load times don't exist anymore. What that means is that the entire open world that you can traverse is all loaded at the same time the whole time. So so you don't have to have like if, if um, I know you have, but uh, if you, dear listener, have played um, Final Fantasy VII Remake, there are a lot of instances <laughs> in which Cloud has to like squeeze himself through little tiny uh, you know passageways or like rubble or something to go from one area to another, which only exists to allow the, the place 
that you're going to load like that. That only exists because the hard drive that's in the PS4 currently isn't fast enough to be able to load that place uh, in, 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 a, in a way that's fast enough to not necessitate that kind of like almost cutscene esque shimmy through rubble. Yeah. Um, which is like such a staple of video games right now is like the elevator that you have to hang out in for a little bit while they load the floor above you and things like that. It's like big Mass Effect vibes, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I was about to say. Yeah. What, what Ratchet and Clank shows off was was the first moment. So like I thought Gran Turismo was impressive, but Ratchet and Clank rift apart made my jaw drop. That was the moment where I was like, yeah. oh, oh, fuck. Like, I really get it now because there's a there's a moment in here. They're, they're showing off like just pure ass gameplay, which like, by the way, looks amazing. Like they show it what does. you think is a cutscene, and then it turns out it's just the game, um, which is like incredible. But there's a moment when he he has what looks like a grappling gun where he's uh, like shooting out this like it's almost like a whip. Actually, it's like a whip with like a with like a grapple at the end of it. He's like he's like whipping a rift in front of him and then pulling it towards him. And what that's allowing him to do is uh, traverse between spaces and dimensions like that, like like instantaneously. And what that means technically, like it's very impressive visually. But what that means technically is that both of those worlds or the entire space is all loaded onto the hard drive and into the PS5 all at once, which pretty much just like takes the gloves off in terms of like world design and whatever. Because if you can just absolutely if you can just instantaneously teleport yourself to any place in the entire entire game whenever the fuck you want that with with that unlocks from like a creative standpoint i think is like on it's unparalleled or it's at least like something that we haven't seen a lot of yeah currently. and it feels like the game's story is almost written around showing that off like you said where it's like yes you're falling through these wormholes into different realities and different worlds it kind of reminds me of gravity rush in that way where there's this like insane yes. like if you pitch this game at any other time, like I want to make a game that's about falling into wormholes or like I want to make a game that's about changing the direction gravity is going, like somehow it, 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 it's working. And I think even uh, on top of that excellent observation of like having this preloaded literal space, just like, like you said, the transitions between cutscene and gameplay, probably the most, we got like the most gameplay footage from this game, I would say. Also just like the, the art style being as cartoony as it is, but like the level of of like textures and and like realism in the environments like it looked so beautiful it was so yeah. like it really that was the one that felt like oh shit this is truly a next like this is this is it, it sounds like the like you said these phrases that seem so tripe like this is actually next generation yeah this is like what is what the future looks like and i think too bringing back ratchet clank after you know five years after doing a remaster the first one which was you know basically decades ago if i'm the, I mean, that was like, what, 2000s? Shows to me that they're not just reviving this for nostalgia's sake, but they're actually... Because I think I think PS4 leaned towards darker, more mature titles. And I would I would probably guess the PS5 will do the same. But Ratchet Clank and other series that we'll, we'll get to later are showing that they're they're interested in having a much wider, like, audience, I think. Yeah. Uh, they're having... Uh, and I mean, this is also a game that can be enjoyed by any age. But I think, like, I really, I really love seeing Sony, of all companies, invest in this type of art style and give it the same graphical fidelity that like Death Stranding got. Yeah. You know? Right. Because if, like, if you're thinking about it from the perspective of like a Sony or a Microsoft, uh, I, I think a lot of people um, look at the Nintendo or at least if you're a person who like spends a lot of time on the internet, uh, like reading game blogs or whatever. I, I said that in a very negative way. I'm a person who does that. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> <laughs> um, if, you, if you're a person who does that, like there's this there's this idea, this like very pervasive idea that the Nintendo Switch is the second console. 
right? Is that like you have an Xbox or a PS4, but you get the switch anyway. Like you get the switch as your second thing. That's not the case in real life. That's not a thing. A lot of people only have the Nintendo switch because it's the family friendly thing and it's the easiest thing to get. And it's, and it's, yeah. it's, um, it's the cheapest it, too. Yeah. It's the cheapest as well. So it, it really like from a business standpoint, makes a lot of sense to try and eat a little bit of Nintendo's lunch, right? If possible. Uh, and bringing back a franchise like Ratchet and Clank, which like is, is, is kind of, um, I mean, it had an animated film that was marketed towards children. So it's not like coming out of absolutely fucking nowhere. Right. It's like, it's, it's an IP that they have invested in over the years. Um, but it's been a long time since they've made an actual from the ground up new entry. Um, and I think that's really exciting. Um, um, this this is my top of my list, honestly. It's one of the I think really? one of the games I'm most excited. Yeah, for. Yeah, I mean, me too. Yeah, I know what it's coming like out. Top five. Um, no, no release date at all for this yet. Oh, OK, which I'm kind of surprised. I was, I was expecting this to be a launch title and, and there wasn't a date attached to it. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll play a wrestling game in the meantime <laughs> and watch the film uh, yeah. before it comes out. Technically, it's worth noting. And, and I wrote down a lot of the dates uh, that I could find for some of these games. And if I miss some, I'm sorry. But like I, I, I tried to find as many of the dates as possible to like clarify this. Um, but there hasn't been a single game that they've actually announced as a launch title yet. A wow. lot. A lot of games say holiday 2020, which to me implies launch title. But that doesn't mean launch title, you know, like until yeah. they say that it is, it's not. Um, um, and, and it allows them to shimmy and move a lot of this stuff. So I'm very interested to see what's going to happen. Um, yeah. I also just want to make one last point on Ratchet and Clank because it, it, it's stuck in my head and I feel like I'm, I'm going to nag at me until I get uh, say it. But the thing that I find really interesting about about this game exploring um, like here's what a solid state hard drive that's as fast can do um, a- as like the actual like gameplay mechanical loop of the thing really just goes to show. And, and if this is ignorant, like that's fine. I, I'm sorry. I don't I don't have a, a PC that's like very expensive and I don't understand like what's going on in that world at the moment. But from what I can understand, most people who are making games for PC right now, which may be more powerful than the PS5, are designing these games for so many different uh different graphics cards and different kinds of uh builds and combinations of equipment that they still have to design around that idea that like you have to put an elevator here so the second thing can load you know because you have to it has to be able to uh load that space at the minimum spec requirements for this game also right yeah um, and, and that is like one of the uh, benefits of having a console, right? In, in that like endless debate between like, oh, why would you get a console if you like graphics so much? Why don't you just get a PC? Like Insomniac knowing exactly what everyone's uh, piece of hardware is going to perform like allows them to do things like this where they wouldn't be able to on PC. I don't know if yeah. this would be possible on every uh, graphics card, you know? Um, yeah. And, and, or, and, and, you know, solid state hard drive that people have in their own computers. And I think that that's really, um, that's really important. And just in terms of highlighting, like why a console is, is a thing that exists. Um, yeah. Cause I feel like there's that existential question that gets raised constantly about, about consoles versus PC. Um, and, and here's, I think a shining example, weirdly enough, it's ratchet and clank rift apart. Uh, that that I think is like it's like the fucking lightning rod for for takes on the PS5. Yeah. Uh, fun fact with uh, playing on different settings on the computer. I, the first time I ever played Oblivion was on very low. So every character was a flat color 
So orcs were just neon green with like chapped <laughs> lips and there yeah. were no shadows. Yeah. Shadows were gone. Um, it was great. I still loved it. But yeah, I think that's, <laughs> that is an excellent point of like developers knowing exactly what the limitations and the spaces to, to do that. And um, there are definitely pros for, for PC as well. But I think, I think what you're pointing out is there is a, there is a difference, not a clear option of one being better than the other. Yes. Um, agreed. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm cannot be more excited. I I can't wait for this game to come out. Uh, and was not expecting it in the slightest. So no, me either. Best case scenario. Yeah. Next one, we don't really know a lot about. I don't know how much we're gonna even have to say about it, but it's uh, it's called Project Athia. Uh, it's a, oh, it's a Square game. It's the Square Enix and I think Luminous Industries is the name of the developer um, game. It's it feels like another situation where like they threw the word project in the beginning. So like who knows how long it's going to take for that game to come out. I it looks great. It looks nice. Was that gameplay? I, I have to assume it was. Uh, but who knows? You know, um, there's really not a lot going on. It's just like a lot of really pretty environments that are a little bit spooky. It looks like um, you play as a character who has some like uh, control over like magic um, and and. That's kind of it. It has a little bit of like a, um, I want to say like uh, Aesop's Fables vibe, maybe. Yeah. But also yeah. maybe not. There's a little bit of like Lovecraft uh, creature design in there. Yeah, definitely like a dark fantasy vibe for sure. Yeah, but we um, don't really know anything about it and there's no release date and like that's kind of it. Um, yeah. We've only learned like since uh, s- since it's been announced that like Gary Whitta uh, is the is the lead writer on that game. And like he says that he's working with a lot of great people. So like that's maybe enough if you're a big fan of Star Wars Rogue One, you know, like may- maybe that's enough reason to play that thing. Um, but at the moment, I-, I-, I need like way more information. Um, totally. And that's one of those games where like I kind of wished we had an actual E3, you know, <laughs> so we- to hear someone contextualize it a bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next up is our very first Annapurna game of, of mm. the show. Um, this was called Stray. I don't remember the developer's name. I didn't write it down. I'm sorry. Um, this is apparently coming out in 2021 is, is the targeted launch date uh, for that game. It's got a cat. The cat's got a backpack on it. You're playing as the cat with a backpack on it, and you're going through what appears to be a world filled with Chappie. Um, instead of people. <laughs> that is the worst way to pitch this. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. A world full of chappy. No. <laughs> I think this looks. I mean, this is another one where we don't really know what the game is, but like, I just have such. As we've said many times, like Annapurna's name shows up, and I plan to get it. Basically, yeah, absolutely, um, same. But yeah, it's it's a society of robots. I think there's graffiti that says "R.I.P. Humans," so it's like sad robots are taken over, have taken over. I don't know if they've taken over, but they exist in place of humans. Uh, yeah. and they're like you know in these kind of really beautifully lit but dystopian subways and cities, and yeah, you play as a stray cat. Um, and this did look like gameplay also, which was like yeah. an, another just like really wild experience to just to be watching this thing that I assume was a cutscene and and then realize way later upon. Because I, I watched this event uh, two and a half times, worth noting, um, and and on my half time, I was like, oh yeah, that's definitely <laughs> gameplay. Which yeah, rules. Yeah, I mean, like like you said, it's Annapurna. I'm gonna play it. You're wearing a Sinar Wildheart shirt right now. Um, <laughs> sure am. As we record, like we're we're both gonna get and talk about this game. So just stay tuned for that episode. 2021, um, Goaty. Yeah, 2021. At some point. Um, next up is a game that is called Returnal. <laughs> so I just want to make my my good joke real quick. Uh, <laughs> okay. So in addition to Stray Cats, the other like 
recurring theme of this presentation was like death loops yes. literally there's a game later called death loop yeah and i just in my head because like this this game looks cool we'll talk about it but the minute it was called returnal and then later the minute i saw death loop i'm like everyone who does who works on returnal is like fuck why do we not call it death loop yeah i just like saw it so vividly i'm like why do we call this returnal um anyway that's my hot good joke thank you for listening uh but yeah this is it gave me big death stranding vibes in the sense that like it mm-hmm. has that sort of like human photorealistic aesthetic but like in this sort of horrifying setting um i honestly thought that this trailer would have been so much more successful for me if there was no dialogue because i think like mm. it, it, it the, the monologue for me felt like a little bit like repeating what we're already seeing yeah a it felt a lot um, like the trailer for live die repeat the tom cruise and emily blunt movie <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> have you not seen that movie? No. I haven't. Oh my god! Wait, no. This is this is like a very serious moment. It's really good. Okay, I'll, I'll that was a out. movie a lot Good of point. people wrote off. Absolutely should not have. Very good okay. movie. Anyway, yeah. Uh, Returnal is by the studio that made uh, Resogun, which was a PS4 launch title, which is like a straight up like arcade game, essentially. Mm. Um, and apparently looking back at their catalog, like most of their games are very arcadey. So it's kind of wild that this is the next thing they're making. Um, yeah. But even still, there's a certain point where like the main character uh, picks up a gun and starts shooting stuff. And like whenever she shoots a gun, it looks exactly like the laser beams from Resogun. So like it looks very arcadey, even though it has this like very heavy heavy vibe and tone to it yeah. very weird it's one of those situations where like i really wish there was a different verb other than shoot for this game you know yeah yeah i i was thinking about like you said how the the creative potential of the new graphics and not only is it like oh aesthetically more pleasing but like what stories can you tell what mechanics can you use in this new hardware yeah and i think a lot of genres that are going to really benefit from this are the quote-unquote walking sims because like yeah just making this like something like stray where like the the game is just this like unbelievable atmosphere and you're ingesting that and i think this is the kind of game where the premise of you dying coming back and the world changing kind of like i mean games have like i don't want to say have done this before in a detracting way because like everything is done a lot you can you can always make an old idea interesting i firmly believe that um but the idea of like adding a narrative to the video game mechanic of coming back to life is a very common one yeah we saw an undertale we saw like in pt which this game feels like it has big pt death stranding vibes in the sense Mm -hmm. that like it's this sort of like cosmic sci-fi horror but yeah i think there's almost this like depending on what the game is going for i think giving you a laser gun inherently undercuts the horror yes yeah <laughs> there's actually there's for, another yeah. game that we're going to talk about today that i i feel exactly similar like like pitch perfectly similar about uh and, and i can't wait to talk about it but yeah just like put a pin in that so we can talk about it again um, yeah in a bit i mean this looks it, there's enough here that looks really interesting that i'm definitely curious to see what it will become but like yeah i found i found elements of it a little off-putting to be honest yes. or at least in consistent with itself yeah that 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 moment when she starts shooting the laser gun i was like oh why though (laughs) why shoot the laser gun right i get there's a big scary monster which like to be fair very big very scary monster (laughs) Uh, but like i didn't i don't need it uh next game is Sackboy, a big adventure oh man i'm i'm also very pumped for this worth Um, noting not uh not media molecule making this game oh okay Um, it's it's Sumo Digital, who I think made Little Big Planet 
three media okay. molecule went on to work on the tearaway series and then eventually dreams um and, right. and gave gave the reins for um for little big planet over to this other studio sumo uh so they're making this game um they've worked on a bunch of platformers and stuff so like cool yeah I, th- this this is very much in line with what you were talking about re ratchet and clank right is like games for everyone uh th- yeah th- this is like a like a fun co-op platformer for kids you know and that rules i mean i i really i think little big planet's really overlooked honestly because it was it was a launch title or at least a very early release for ps3 and it was kind of like it was like their me plaza in a weird way where like you could customize <laughs> your sack person and there was like a campaign with like really fun platforming and then you can make your own levels too so yeah. kind of had that my undercurrent to it uh-huh. um i don't really know like what what separates this new edition i'm just happy they're keeping it alive because i do think that there's more you can do with it it seems like this is just a straight up pu- like platforming game there is yeah. no creative element this is just sack boy jumping over gaps and on yeah. top of enemies and there's like a little bit of puzzle stuff and you can play it with up to four people um yeah i i, I don't think there's any there's any little big planet style stuff happening here outside of the fact that it is Sackboy, which like cool all right why not um, yeah i mean i think like the game's music and presentation is so lovely that even if it is just that, which i'll be kind of bummed out if they, if they totally tossed away that like other side of it um i mean it's not but, called like, little big planet Sackboy a big adventure it's just called Sackboy a big adventure right there's no little big planet name here so i have to yeah. assume that what we saw is what we're getting because there was no inkling of level creation or asset creation or anything in here i yeah, really think it's true. just him jumping over stuff i mean e- either way i think that's still a fun time but like you know I, it would be cool to see them if they do get rid of that replace it maybe with something else but we'll see if, if yeah. it is just a straight up platform i think that's also cool yeah um, yeah I, so. I, I agree i mean there's there's merit to that existing right like yeah i think it's very easy to dunk on sack boy a big adventure uh which is another <laughs> title that's great to say all of but anyway um yeah. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like, I, I have to recognize that I'm not the target audience for that. And, like, I might end up getting it anyway and loving it. Who knows? Yeah. I loved Minecraft Dungeons. You do. Let's move on. Destruction All-Stars. Oh, is this the car game? This is the car game, which I I just want to mention another situation <laughs> in which, like, it was named a thing that I really wish it wasn't named. Because, like, Destruction right. All-Stars, it's a very forgettable name. But what yeah. they show in the beginning is London Thunderground. Which, like, incredible name should be the yeah. name of this video game. Totally, yeah. Ugh, incredible. So, like, just to go over what happens here, uh, there's a bunch of people who are just, like, incredible character designs. Very, like, Fortnite, but, like, yeah. maybe, maybe like, elevated Fortnite vibes in terms yeah, of, like, like, they have personalities Ma- on top Ma- of Gala just being... Fortnite, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the the Sorry, of Fortnite, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, they they uh, they jump into these big cars and then they drive around an arena that looks very similar to Rocket League and they drive into each other to make each other blow up. And there's like there's like stage hazards, like gigantic uh, blades that you can drive through that'll cut your car in half. Um, and at some point, maybe on purpose, but maybe only if your car blows up, you can get out of your car and run around as a person while all of this is happening around you. Yeah. Um, my inkling here is that it's like a battle royale style game so like maybe not a hundred people but like definitely you know a bunch um and it honestly just feels so fun like it is it is so supremely like i i'm gonna say this word and i don't i don't mean it really in a negative way even though it sounds negative it is so supremely dumb and i can't wait to play it like 
it just seems like like the kind of dumb fun that I am going to fucking drink. You know, yeah. like I'm yeah. so excited about it. it. It's it has that like Apex Legends quality where it it seemingly this support of, of battle cars and running around outside of cars is watched by a fictional audience. Yes. So what I think is really funny is like the people who are running out of their cars are also like confident and like getting the crowd. Yeah, they're waving at the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and dodging cars. <laughs> so it's, and it, it kind of, I, I, my first thought was like a, a sillier version of a Titanfall thing where it's like, what is the benefit of being in a car and out of a car? And like, yeah, is yeah. it like, you know, small Mario versus regular <laughs> Mario? Or is it like when I'm out of a car, I can, you know, jump in someone else's or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I can't wait to see what the hell this is. Basically, I'm yeah. all in. So yeah. yeah, me too. I, I honestly like I watched this and as I was watching it, I was like, I can feel the like very hot negative takes about this game showing up on Twitter.com. <laughs> and I want to stand above that and shout down. No, this thing looks fucking sick. Actually, yeah. this is your Dude. Minecraft Dungeons of 2020. Basically, <laughs> yeah, it this seems like it. all stars. Yeah, I, I don't have a I don't have a date written down for that one, uh, but I I hope it's soon. I would love to play it soon. Uh, next yeah. up is is a game by a studio that apparently was just mainly doing like in house animation stuff uh, and hadn't made a game yet. But uh, it's called uh, Kenna or Kina Bridge of Spirits. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, like standout game for me. I was I was blown the fuck away by this. It looks beautiful and it looks like it's uh, I mean, big Breath of the Wild energy. Like the fighting looks like they kind of focused on the mechanic of Breath of the Wild where you slow down time and get in a bunch of hits. It's yeah, like yeah. they took that and made that the combat. With yeah, like it looks... a little bit of Pikmin in there because yeah, right? you have um, all the like soot sprites from from Spirited Away. Um it and and visually, I mean, it looks like uh, it looks like good DreamWorks. <laughs> That's, yes. Wow, you nailed it. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's How to Train Your Dragon DreamWorks. Yes, it's not uh, Pixar. Not, it's definitely you know, not Pixar. But it's, not Shrek 3, though. Right, exactly. Yeah. I was blown away by it. I, I thought it looked so pretty. It had, it had big... Um, what was that? What was that? Um, that stop motion animated movie uh, by the... Remember Paranorman? Do you remember that movie? Oh, yeah. And then that studio went on to make another thing after that. Some two strings. Oh, so, yes, I was going to say... Uh, I need to look it up. We got to... Yeah. We got to get the title right here. Kubo and the Two Strings. Yes. Big Kubo and the Two Strings vibes. Yeah. Um, it looks lovely. I think this is also just like something that PlayStation used to do more of back in the day of making these like really kind of dream like fantasy adventure games. Like Spyro mm -hmm. had that quality too. I mean, very, very, very different setting. That also felt like good DreamWorks. But like, you know, just this <laughs> this very fully realized fantasy world. And it seems like it has a nice tone of like, you know, it's leaning... It, it, you know, there's action and sort of like dark fantasy happening, but still seemingly kid friendly, like kind of like an avatar way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really pumped for this as well. I agree. It was a standout. Yeah. What I really appreciate about this presentation in general is is this blending of like, you know, we, we have all the we have all the standouts that you're expecting or like we're bringing back all these franchises that you love. Right. Like here's Ratchet and Clank. Here's a new Ratchet and Clank. Isn't that great? Um, here's here's a new Spider-Man uh, game. Here's, uh, you know, Square Enix is back and they're working on a new thing. Like, this is all very exciting. Definitely. You know, uh, oh, Sackboy has his own game now. Isn't that cool? And then you have stuff like Destruction All-Stars and Kena Bridge of Spirits, which is like they're it's investing. They're investing in the next generation, right? Like, yeah. who knows? Like, one of these might end up being the next uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, you know, totally. which is like 
now a tentpole franchise for for Sony. So I I, I just really appreciate that about this presentation in general is like a really stellar blend of like you have first party IP and then you have like incredible like highbrow indie shit um and and then you have stuff like bridge of spirits which um i'm i'm hoping ends up living up to this hype that we're building currently yeah one of the most beautiful looking games i think that was displayed yeah i i i really 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 loved that uh that bit i i can't wait to play that uh next up is a game called goodbye volcano high which uh is, is it seems like um from from what I heard, uh, I, I read a thing about this. It's based on the same, I think, engine as 80 Days, like the, the mobile uh, okay. game um, cool. in terms of like, you know, choosing your own adventure kind of vibes and, and just like picking a lot of dialogue options and things like that. But uh, it is going to also include a ton of animation and a ton of um, just like kind of beautiful world building shit. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's a. Uh, a, a video game about a bunch of dinosaurs uh, in, in their last week of high school, I think, um, as they're about to graduate. It's like a coming of age story. All the dinosaurs have like, um, you know, swoopy MySpace hair. Um, <laughs> and yeah. uh, I, I'm sure it's going to be very charming. Um, I'm also sure that they're all going to fucking die, right? Like, of course, the, the meteor is going to come down and, and blow them all away. It depends on the era of dinosaur, Brendan. I guess. Uh, I guess you're right. Carboniferous yeah. or Cenozoic. I don't know. Um, it, it just feels like that that has to be the case. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't have a lot to say about this game, honestly. I I found um, some of some of the character designs to be a little bit off putting. And I don't want that to taint my like overall view of this game, because I the fact that it showed up in this press event means that there's more than what we're seeing here um, yeah I, I have to i have to assume and I, i'm excited to get my hands on it and play it because i mean like like you i'm sure are about to say but like i'm very much a sucker for this kind of thing oh um, yeah this this yeah. is this is all the makings of a brendan and steven favor honestly yeah totally um i i think it's just sort of a matter of like when we actually play it. i mean i got big like you know night in the woods vibes obviously yeah totally like I, th- I think what really makes or breaks a game like this is is the writing you know we talked about how like night in the woods as Mm -hmm. as kind of fantastic as the story is or you know in terms of themes and like you know supernatural stuff like that's written in a very real way that game feels crushingly real in the dialogue yeah yeah Uh, and i would say oxenfree in its better moments does as well yeah but then you have stuff like life is strange and and other other things where it's like okay like the writers are trying to emulate teens and it's like really (laughs) cringy i don't think that's going to happen here because i i I saw a number of artists i follow on twitter who who are working on this game and they're really excited and i really love their stuff so i think like it seems like a lot of people that i really like respect their work are like either involved in this game or pumped for it so Mm, like yeah that makes me excited but yeah this can go wildly in one direction i also think like (laughs) (laughs) this could either be like one of our favorite games ever or like woof this was a a swing and a miss um yeah I, I'm I'm very hopeful that it's going to be a really interesting game. Yeah, um, I really so love. I mean, this is maybe well, it is definitely completely unrelated, but I, I love the logo. I think the logo is great. It yeah, was, yeah, very pretty. Um, yeah, I'm, this game's I'm, coming I'm out in 2021. Uh, worth noting. Oh, that, that's and the, I'm sorry. Is there a date for Kenna as well? No or no? Okay. At least I I, I couldn't find one. Um, when I was looking. Cool. It's 2021. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next up. Oddworld Soulstorm. This I couldn't fucking believe. And 
Uh, Tell me about and it. Like, yeah, so, okay, have you played the Oddworld games ever? I played Abe's true? Odyssey, like, way back. Yeah. Um, and that's um, it. That's as much as I've, I've had uh, experience with the franchise. The same fateful day that I got my copy of Final Fantasy VII in 1999, I also was gifted Oddworld Abe's Exodus, the sequel. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, these games are really weird. They're like, if you took a copy of the novel The Jungle about the meat industry and, like, meshed it <laughs> with the DreamWorks film, yeah. you would get this. Uh, really, <laughs> wow, a, really that's like weirdly on point. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I've thought about Oddworld. Really, 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 really dark satire and like that's crushing. the thing I think people don't know about this game. If yeah. you haven't played an Oddworld game and you've only seen like trailers and and seen people talk about it or like screenshots or something, I don't think most people understand how fucking dark these games get. Re- like to the point of almost off-putting, and like the game is yeah. kind of reveling in that and it's very much in line with like it felt like a, a spiritual successor to a lot of point and click games so like yes the game is structured where you're walking right to left um there are puzzles and this is one of the first games i wrote about this game uh when we talked about moral choices for our old website because mm-hmm. like this is a game where the moral choice is not made clear to you i mean it's it's obviously clear that like as you progress so a little bit on the the backstory of, of Oddworld. You play in the older games as Abe, who is uh, this kind of like frog man. They're called Mudokins. And they all work for these like corporate slugs, basically. These like really cartoonish, like cigar in their mouth yeah, corporate right. guys. And they work in this like meatpacking industry. And the 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 plot of the game is that the, the corporate leaders figure out that like their workforce is secretly delicious. So they start making meat out of their employees. Yeah. Um, in like a really horrifying, like, you know, over the top way. Um, right. You see so a lot of people jump into meat grinders. Yeah. Th- and like, it's kind of in this yeah. weird claymation thing. So like Abe's job is to get as many of his fellow Mudokins like out of this thing. And there was a, <laughs> there's a dialogue thing where you hold R1 and you go like, hi, follow me. Uh, yeah. And you can also push <laughs> X to fart. Like there's a weird, like Beavis and Butthead humor to it as well that like doesn't always work, but I guess keeps some levity because uh, it's just so weird that like that's the only reason it's not so horrific. Yeah. Um, but like there's some weird mechanics where you can pray and if there aren't any like drones around, you can possess enemy units and like uh, use them to take out other people. And basically the game is like kind of nudging you to save as many Madokans as possible, but it never makes it really clear if you need to. Uh, mm. And sometimes you have to really go out of your way to save them. And then, of course, the game's ending wildly depends on how many you saved. And so... Yeah, this game is like I I really liked the older ones. I I don't I had to be in a very specific mood to want to play them. Yeah. Um. But like them making a new one, it seems to be pretty much exactly that. I don't think they've really added anything mechanically to it. Yeah. Um, we we were joking. Um. I think in in either the Discord or in our Facebook chat that that you me and AJ have. But we were joking about how um it's like the exact same walk cycle that the original release for the PS One had. Like Abe walks exactly the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, th- this this game seems bizarre. It seems like ripped out of time. I I don't know if I'll play it, honestly. I don't know if I if I want another Oddworld game in 2020 or 2021. Me too. It's a series that I think is definitely worth remembering and studying, but I don't know if I need like the same game. Yeah. And especially, this is just my own personal vendetta, but in the beginning of this whole presentation, they showed footage of every like Sony exclusive. And for like a split second, they showed Gravity Rush. And I'm like, don't 
you tease me? Yeah. At a gra- and like in a world where we get a new Odd World and not Gravity Rush Three, I'm just like, what the <laughs> hell? Who's calling for this? Yeah. Um, oh, I'm, so I'm sorry. with you. I mean, I I think that I'm very very curious to see what they do with this, but I think like just doing more of that, like I think like those first two games so heavily like had a very dark and effective vibe effective satire and like really stuck with me yeah um and like do really cool things but i think just doing that over and over again is like okay what are you actually what are you trying to say with this if you just keep making the same story that is like really hard to to swallow at times like it's a really rough game like even in the footage here is like I don't know if I really want to experience that right now, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, so yeah, I'm kind of with you on, on being a little bit indifferent towards this. Yeah. I mean, we'll see as, yeah. as uh, you and I and listeners of this show, longtime listeners know we're very open. We'll, we'll maybe yeah. try it if, if, you know, it, it gets I, reviewed I wrote well or whatever. About, I'm one of eight people who wrote about Abe's Exodus in 2013. So like, I'm definitely open to like <laughs> this game. <laughs> yeah. Moving on, next game. Uh, this, this is this is the one that I wanted to bring up in conjunction with Returnal. Um, is Ghostwire Tokyo, uh, mm. which, which is a game that was debuted at I, I want to say Microsoft's event, but it might have been Sony's event. Uh, I think it was. I think it. Uh, yeah, I think it was Sony's, but it, it could be Microsoft's. Yeah, uh, la- last E3 with a uh, a very 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 charming uh, lead designer yeah. who who came out on stage and just like absolutely stole the hearts and minds of everybody who was watching totally. E3 that year. I don't have her name pulled up and I, I feel bad about it, but uh, she worked on Okami, so like you know incredible pedigree here. Um, and and she was the lead designer on this game and no longer is, which I think is very important to note um, because that trailer from last. E3, like from an E3 that I think you and I even remarked on being like wildly full of of uh, cinematic trailers, pre-rendered trailers instead of actual gameplay or in-engine stuff. Um, Ghostwire Tokyo is like one of the only trailers from last year's E3 that I still think about is like the one that's like, oh, man, that vibe was so fucking killer. Um, It it had big like Twin Peaks meets uh, Silent Hill energy. Like, yeah. And I was so on board. The whole conceit was like everyone in Tokyo disappears one night except you and you have to find out why. And like, great. Love that idea. Love that mystery. Um, And then, uh, you know, they lost their lead designer. And now we see a trailer for this game that is very literally like a kick punch do magic against like hordes of bad guys gameplay, which like Returnal feels like. No, 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 no. You had something really cool here. You had yeah. something really cool. The, the verb doesn't have to be kill. Like I, I could yeah. I could just be walking around like solving a cool mystery in a beautiful place uh, that, that is that is art directed to to fucking hell and back. You know, like that. That's why people were into that original trailer. And, and it's a little bit of a bummer. Now, don't get me wrong. There's another part of me that's like. Okay, as much as I wanted this to be one thing, I'm still into whatever this was. Like, it was still very pretty and seemed very interesting and frenetic and wild and, like, it might be a good thing. And and I can't let my own expectations and my own preconceived notions about it, like, solely the fact that, like, what we might end up getting is cool. Um, yeah. But there is that part of me that was excited to play a thing that was, like, a Twin Peaks mystery set in Tokyo um, that, that no longer is happening. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I mean, I think the what's keeping me on board is just still the design of the whole thing. Like the the bad guys that you're referring to are still like really creepy and interesting oh, monsters. Yeah. And I think the combat too reminds me a lot of Bioshock, where there's like some type of elemental plasmids happening with yeah, the yeah. with the first person perspective. So we'll see. Yeah, I think I think that like I and I think it just depends on what the game is trying to do. Because even though we've seen two trailers, we still don't know like what the product itself is. So right. it's like, is this game going for a Silent Hill 2 vibe in which case the first trailer was way more uh, evocative of mm-hmm. or is it going for a Resident Evil 4 vibe where it's like still creepy but it's an action game it's 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 meant to be tense and exciting yeah so or we'll Bioshock which I think is a great is a great touch point right is like totally yeah that might be the vibe I mean it might be filled with action but also is is evoking a really strong sense of place um, and sometimes those games are hard to market and that's the thing too worth remembering is like how the hell do you market Bioshock? Half that game is people crucified on a submarine and like <laughs> little yeah. girls with syringes. Like there's no marketability of that game. Yeah, yeah, totally. So I think this might be a case where it's like, what do we actually show from this game that will get people into it? And yeah, you know, so we'll see. I'm still intrigued by it. I'm with you. I think the first trailer was better and I and I still remember that presenter, but I, I do think you know, we'll wait and see. Yeah, I, I, I am optimistic still. So I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, up next here, we have the first time that I gasped during the PlayStation event. There was a game that we talked about, uh, or sorry, I very specifically talked about very, uh, very intensely during our Games of the Decade episode. Um, a game that is very important to me personally and, and, and in, in many, many ways that was called Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery EP. It was an iOS and iPad game that eventually is it got ported to Steam, and you can go play it on Steam now. Um, and I would very much recommend, if you're a person who hasn't played it, play it on Steam. Do not play it on iOS or iPad anymore. Um, definitely feels a lot better on, on, on the computer. But anyway, um, that is the game that like got me into uh, making music for video games and getting yeah. into game design and things like that. I, I was just blown the fuck away by that game. And... and it felt like during that like rise of the indie game boom, like Sword and Sorcery EP was this like, oh, what if, what if an indie game can be art? What if you didn't need a AAA budget to make a piece of art um, that was interactive? Uh, and 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 that was very special to me at that time in my life. And Super Brothers, the developers of that game, uh, they they made it in conjunction with uh, Cappy Games, who have gone on to make tons of things. But Super Brothers uh, went away for over ten years. At this point, yeah, um, they made that game, probably made a shitload of money and then bailed. Um, and, and I haven't heard from them since. Uh, and now they have a new game coming out. Uh, their logo showed up on the screen and I very audibly went <gasps> like I just, I just like could not contain it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't know anything about what this game is. I mean, it just looked like the trailer for Interstellar turned into a video game, essentially. Um, but it's called Jet the Far Shore. It's coming out in 2021. I know nothing about it, but I do know that I'm going to get it the day it comes out and I'm going to I'm going to ingest that thing. Um, is this the one with the cat with the backpack? No, no, that, that, that was Stray. But there's another game with a cat, though, isn't there? Uh, no, no, that, that's later. That's later. Okay, okay. Remind yeah. me what this one was. This was the one. Um, it, it's kind of it's kind of hard to explain. I mean, it really just was yeah. like you you see uh, a shot of like a space station just kind of like floating in space, right. and then and then like a ship just kind of flying 
at like really high speed across a bunch of different planets with um, different kinds of like oceans and landscapes and things like that. Um, that that's the thing. Like, I don't know how to describe this game um, yeah. or, or really what to what to point at and say, like, this is what this game is. Um, but it's by Super Brothers, so I'm going to play it. It's yeah, kind of how I feel about it. I, I'm now excited by Proxy. I, I I didn't realize that was the same team. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. The fact yeah. that they haven't made a game in this long and have decided to like, I don't even know if it's, I don't even know how many people Super Brothers is. It might, it, I don't know. Uh, but the fact that they made that game way back when and have not made another thing since and have decided to like resurface to make a new thing is yeah. en- is enough for me. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah it's, totally. it's like it's like JD Salinger being like, I wrote another book. Here it is. Or like, or like <laughs> right, Bill Watterson right. being like, I made I I know that I, I I capped off Calvin and Hobbes, but here's one more, you know, like that's, <laughs> also, how, here's that's how this feels to me. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's amazing. So I'm excited about it. It's next year, uh, but but you know, it is the thing that, that seems exists. to be. It might be worth waiting a year for the PS5. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, next up is a game called Godfall, which we've seen before. We saw it at last E3. Um, yeah. but, uh, the way we described it then and the way we'll describe it now, probably again, is just, it looks like destiny, but melee, you're not shooting things. You're just hitting them with swords, uh, which is worth noting a thing you can also do in destiny, but yeah, I don't know. It's coming out this year. Um, it looks a lot like the dreaming city in destiny specifically, which you and I, uh, described as like destiny does Tolkien essentially, uh, mm-hmm. like high fantasy, high elves vibes. Yeah. Um, I don't really know what to say about this game. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to need it to be out and I'm going to need people to tell me that it's good to play it. I think it's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> That's kind of where I'm at. Like it looks, it looks fun and I can totally see like there is a place for this sort of like melee focused online game, but the presentation didn't really do anything to like make me think I have to get it. Yeah. Uh, I right. don't really want to like, I don't feel strongly enough to, to bash it either. I have the same thing where it's, I need to hear that it's good before I have an interest in it. Yeah. Um, so. um yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, I mean, if it's coming out this year, which it's supposed to, then that means that we're probably going to be seeing a lot more of it soon, you know, yeah. which, which yeah. hopefully will be the thing that like, I would love to, I would love to be excited about Godfall, I think is kind of where I'm at. <laughs> that's our, that's our five. But I'm not at the moment. Uh, Anyway, moving on. I just want to get past that so I can get to the next thing, which is the second time I gasped during this event, which was the Heart Machine logo popping up. Uh, Heart Machine, the developers of uh, Hyper Light Drifter, are making a new game with... Yes! Yes. My second gasp of this one trailer, Annapurna. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. An Annapurna heart machine duo uh, making a new game called Solar Ash, mm, which um, yeah. another situation where like, I don't care what it is. I'm going to play it. But Same. just to talk about what it is, um, they're making the jump from 2D to 3D, which is very exciting. And uh, it, you're following a character who uh, looks very much like the Hyper Light Drifter. And I don't know how intentional or unintentional that is. That might just be like like an auteur uh, visual motif yeah. that they kind of yeah. lean towards. But that also might imply some connections. Who knows? Um, but anyway, uh, they seem to be on like some kind of, you know, like spectral rollerblades. Uh, zooming all over the place but the thing that really struck me and the thing that as i was watching it, i was like this this is steven somewhere is screaming at the top of his lungs um, <laughs> is that at the very end of this trailer you're, you know you're watching the character roll around and, and and zoom through space and whatever um and then and then they end up upside down on a platform looking down at a world below them and i was like oh cool so heart machines making gravity rush 3 <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. It's literally like if Gravity Rush 3, like Hollow Knight and Hyperlife Drifter is fused together. Yes. It's not Wild Hearts. Like it has that, uh, not to reduce it to the elements, but like it really aesthetically and, and seemingly mechanically is like exactly what I, what I always am looking for. <laughs> um, yeah. I can't wait for this. Is, this is easily like right up there with Ratchet Clank in terms of my like top favorite announcements. Yeah. Um. So excited. And does, do we have a date for this one? Um. Do we? Uh. No. It doesn't look like it. Um. At least I, I couldn't find one. But maybe there is one. Who knows? Yeah. But yeah, um, I can't yeah. wait for that. Solar Ash looks really cool. Ugh. Annapurna. Yeah. That's the thing. Whenever their name showed up, I literally just said "fuck" out loud. Yeah. Like both, like exciting, and also I have to buy this no matter what. Yeah. This is the thing. This is why I feel so. I, I feel so great about this event as a whole is like, you know, very exciting thing. Okay, cool. You're bringing Gran Turismo back. Fine. You're bringing Ratchet and Clank back. Fine. Oh, there's a bunch of new IP. That's great. But to, to put the Super Brothers logo in front of my face <laughs> in 2020 is, is like, yeah. that's unfair to me. <laughs> it's like, yeah. that's not yeah, okay. It's... And then to follow that up with Godfall, which I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what that is. It was like a great yeah. chance to inhale and then exhale a couple times. Um, <laughs> and then <laughs> after that, hit me with the heart machine logo. Like too much, too much. Yeah. Um, Amazing. Anyway, up next is a game that I am tentative on, but I think will be excited about soon. Um, totally. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll get into why, but uh, in January, 2021, they're releasing Hitman three, mm. uh, which is a franchise that I, an idiot, have not played um right now as we're recording this episode the uh sony or playstation like summer of play sale is happening uh hitman 2 is ten dollars so i picked it up uh i downloaded it today i have not played it yet but uh it's a game that like every single uh gaming outlet that i read every single podcast that i've ever listened to everyone i know who plays games are like the hitman games are incredible you should play them they're really fun uh and you in particular, Brendan would love them. Um, and I, and I haven't done it. And so I, I, I downloaded Hitman two so I can check it out. Um, but yeah, Hitman three, I don't know. It looked, it looked sick. It looked like more Hitman. I don't know. Um, I, I don't, I don't have a reason to be excited about this at the moment, but I think that I will be excited about it by the time it comes out. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, I, to be completely candid, I also haven't played them. Yeah. Uh, a fellow idiot. I mean, I played them very briefly at a, like acquaintance's house in eighth grade. So like, Oh, but that you haven't played my... like the new the new iteration of Hitman. No, not at all. I yeah. played like the older ones. Okay, yeah. yeah. The 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 new the Hitman and then Hitman 2, like the most recent ones in particular are like from what I understand this this like pinnacle of of game systems interacting in this like game design showcase that is that's kind of unmatched just in terms of like player choice um and and just multiple branching paths and narratives and things like that. Um, they, they, they will make like, you know, three per, per game will make like three to five levels, um, that are like infinitely replayable and then ask you to play them infinite times, um, and, and kind of revel in it. And from what I understand as limiting as that sounds, it's an incredible experience. And I know that the people who are listening to this podcast right now who have played these games are like also screaming the top of their lungs at us (laughs) for having not played them. Um, it's definitely like a, a a dark spot on my, on my list, on my record. So I'm excited to play the second one yeah we should maybe try to check out the older ones if we could do like a bonus or something one day that'd be fun yeah yeah um like i said uh hitman 2 it's like i think 10 bucks maybe 12 bucks i don't know either way it's it's less than 15 dollars uh and i and i I picked it up today so i'm I'm gonna put some time into it and i'm very excited about it hell yeah hitman 3 up next is uh a 
game that I am interested in, and I'll, I'll say why. I mean, there's not a lot to say about it. It's Astro's Playroom. Um, it's a sequel to, uh, I think I think it might have just been called Virtual Reality Playroom on the PS4, uh, which, yeah. which was a game that um, didn't come with PSVR, but, like, was a game that, like, was heavily implied, like, if you bought, if you bought a PSVR, you should probably get this. Um, and it's I did the Wii not. Sports of VR. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, I did not get it, so I, I didn't have that experience. Um, but I, I've been told that it's great. I'm, I've heard really good things about it. What I find interesting about Astro's Playroom being announced is that we didn't see any hardware for PSVR, um, and they didn't say anything about it being a PSVR game, which makes me think that eventually we're going to get another Sony event that will announce a new version of the PSVR that will tie into Astro's Playroom in some way, shape or form. I don't know if that's true. I'm just pulling that completely out of my ass right now. But yeah. like, it just it just feels natural. Like there's no way that they're going to go into PS5 without making a new version of PSVR, um, especially considering sense. all the like limiting factors of that thing. I have a PS. I have a PlayStation VR headset. And I mean, it's it's like wiring a mainframe in 1965 <laughs> to plug that thing in. Like, it doesn't yeah, make any yeah. sense that it's as intense as it is. Um, so very interested to see if uh, Ashes Playroom becomes another thing. I don't know. Do you have anything to say about it? it it's, Not really. I mean, yeah. I, I, I played uh, I played the the previous game on PSVR at my friend's house. I don't have PSVR, but I've experienced it. And it is like definitely a game that should come with it. Yeah. That and like the... Uh, I can't remember if Job Simulator was part of that or if that was a separate thing. That was a separate thing. Yeah. Yeah. Those two things were great. Like, I think that is a piece of hardware that that should come with, like, a game that shows you, like, what could... Because it's it's still such a new thing. It's still such a novelty that I think having a game that, like, uh, going back to Clubhouse Games, like, makes a game out of learning how to use the hardware is a really interesting thing. Yeah. Um, I agree. Yeah. Um, Uh, Do you want to take a quick break and then do the rest? Yeah, sure. For you? Yeah, of course. Let's do that. Uh, we will be back with more PS5. Goodbye. Oh, okay. See ya. Steven, we're back with more Electronic 3 2020. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, let's talk about the last couple of games um, yeah, in, in this this PlayStation PS5 reveal event. First up is a game that you and I were just talking about during the break uh, called Little Devil Inside. Um, It seems to be an indie team has a cool vibe to it Um, from what I understand. uh, And by that, I mean, via the description on YouTube.com slash whatever jumble of letters and numbers uh, takes you to the trailer for Little Devil Inside. And I didn't realize this from the trailer. Uh, It is an open world adventure game. Um, Oh, okay. Did not know that. But um, yeah, it has a cool aesthetic to it. I don't really know what it is or why I'd want to play it yet. But um, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of in a similar boat. I mean, I, I think it, it cuts between this sort of like not quite Victorian, but like mm, yeah, sort of this this like you know more modern kind of uh, English setting. I got I got like an England vibe. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong, but like yeah. either way, like it has this sort of like more modern setting also in this sort of fantasy open world so like it also kept showing this sort of like strict dad figure maybe i'm yeah remembering correctly no no no, no. you're remembering very correctly yeah there's a there's a weird dissonance between all the things they're showing in in this trailer um i just remember a bomb was dropped the same time the father like went to the bathroom so like (laughs) it seems to me like there's something going on with like like a pan's labyrinth escape almost like there's this kid who's like imagining this other world so unless it's like a time jump thing Thing, right unless unless the old <laughs> the old man is actually the young person 
at the same wow. time, right? And you're like jumping back and forth between like, you know, a very exciting like Leonardo DiCaprio in the Revenant kind of adventure at some point and then jumping forwards in time to when they're just like a weird Victorian dad. Who's <laughs> on the bathroom. We're in the yeah. bathroom a lot. <laughs> I used to be on cliffs dropping bombs. I now killed I'm... a bear with my fingers. <laughs> now I'm just taking a crap. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm with you where it's like... We... <laughs> That's what's happening. So dumb. <laughs> I'm so sorry to Little Devil Inside. I'm sure it's going to be a great game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it's it's beautiful. And I think um, I'm intrigued. I just don't know what the game It's kind of like I had this in the same place in my mind as Goodbye Volcano High, where it's like incredible like art direction and visuals, but mm -hmm. I'm not sure like what the actual game is, you know? Yeah. I, I can guess and infer, but like based on what we were shown, I don't know like what I will be doing while playing it. Yeah. Like, and imagine... Another situation in which like having an actual E3 event here would be like, oh, you know, th this is the kind of game that looks like it would be playable on the show floor or something you know yeah yeah like i i could imagine goodbye volcano high will be some type of like narrative driven game whether it's like a yeah you know visual novel or like a night in the woods kind of thing and this is you know open world in some way but i guess that that dynamic was a little bit confusing in the tr not, not confusing because it, it was effective but i'm not again it's confusing in terms of what the game is going to be uh so we'll, we'll wait and see on that one but i'm definitely intrigued i definitely want to follow up on that once it comes out for yeah sure. yeah me too i think um yeah. And and by the way, I don't, I don't mean to keep harping on the, the fact that like this isn't a regular E3, but um, I mean, it, I'd be remiss to not at least mention that this is a very weird way to uh, do all your game reveals, you know, via quarantine. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, the next game uh, is, is NBA 2K21, which is coming out uh, unsurprisingly this fall, um, as, as all the previous uh, NBA games have. I will say personally, uh, believe it or not, and I don't think I've ever really talked about this on the show but i actually really do like the nba 2k games a whole bunch oh yeah um it's awesome I, I played um the the one that got me into it weirdly enough was uh spike lee wrote the uh campaign for i want right. to say I want to say 18 or 19. I'm not really, uh, it might've even been earlier. It might've even been 17, but um, that was what got me into the franchise. Weirdly enough was, was that like, I gotta see what Spike Lee wrote uh, for, for this NBA game. And that was like just one of the wildest stories I've ever experienced in a video game in my life. Um, but ended up like growing to really enjoy that franchise. Um, am I going to get 2K21? Probably not. Uh, I tend to get them kind of on like a, a like multi-year gap. Um, I get them when they end up being really cheap, but I, I do really enjoy the way these games play. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. And I, honestly, it just looked incredible. Like there, totally. there was yeah. there was a shot in particular where they just like zoomed into a guy's face and you just saw each individual bead of sweat all over his yeah. face. Like gorgeous looking. I, I can feel the parallel life where I was really into sports, like how pumped I'd be for this. Yeah. Like, and I still was really impressed. And like, I'm totally open to picking up a sports game. Like I, I'm not averse to that. The last basketball game I got was in the zone 98. So it's been a minute. <laughs> I got... Yeah. I got the basketball game for the N64 the same around the same time I got Oddworld Abe's Exodus. So I was just trying out a bunch <laughs> of stuff. But yeah, I mean, this is like it's the same thing with like uh, the Gran Turismo game where it's like I can totally see and feel like how great this is for people who follow these series. Yeah, um, it just totally. wasn't, you know, subjectively on my list, but yeah. totally open to checking it out. Yeah, I honestly would recommend it if you're, if you're the kind of person yeah. who like thinks that there's even an inkling, even a piece of you that might enjoy uh, a, a basketball video game like 
like yeah i super recommend it um yeah. I'm, I'm not it I, I should make that clear like i'm not a person who watches basketball i don't watch it I, I don't i don't have a cable subscription or anything i don't follow basketball i just like one day out of curiosity decided like it would be interesting to play a sports game and just see where those are at at this point um, yeah and, and picked up the nba game and just like had a really great time with it and and have kind of followed it a little bit since then yeah so yeah 2k21 cool. On the way, oh, yeah. uh, unsurprisingly on the way, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Weirdly enough of all of these things, it's probably the least surprising announcement of all of this is that there's gonna big news. They're making another one. Um, <laughs> right, right. Anyway, uh, after that was uh, the new game by Young Horses, the developer of Octodad, Bug Snacks. Oh, yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> okay well i i can't believe we have to talk about bug bug snacks amidst everything else and have it not be an eight hour episode um so this year I, by the way holiday 2020 sorry yeah oh um, uh, this so this is going to be a launch title potentially bug maybe snacks. yeah i guess <laughs> bug snacks and a wrestling game <laughs> I this is another thing where it's like I'm intrigued, but I don't know what it is or why I would want it. Yeah, I really love Dr. Dad and Dr. Dad was a really just inherently funny premise. You are an actual octopus who is pretending to be a dad. And that is the whole game. <laughs> it's, it's like if you added a narrative to Quop, the whole game is like, yeah, oh, yeah, what it would feel like to like you know really bad controls you're just trying to like you know take the kids to school or whatever it's so funny it's such a good game and bug snack seems to have a really similar sense of humor but like i love uh, the analogy i've used a few times is the hat on top of a hat where like in octodad you know everything like everyone else except for like your like neighbor whoever the antagonist was like thought you were a dad like they t- t- completely did not realize you were an octopus which is like why the game is funny yeah right um, right because like the whole world is like like sort of the voice of reason amidst the central mechanic that is the source of chaos and and humor. Um, I know that has to be that like mathematical, but I'm just like, what am I supposed to feel from Bug Snacks? We're like, we're introduced to you know this talking animal, and the whole <laughs> island is populated by bugs that like it's like a snack foods that are sentient and they're all bugs. So there's like a caterpillar of like sandwiches the strawberries with eyes on it and they're eaten and there's a really catchy song <laughs> yes by Cara Cara Benito by the way um who I don't know I don't know if you're a fan of hers but uh you would are you not I don't know her I, I oh my god you would her. love her most recent album okay cool I'll check it out I'm gonna send it I, to you literally right now um I liked the Bug Snacks song so I'm sure I'll love her yes <laughs> she is but, a very popular artist um I was very surprised to hear Cara Cara Benito during this event um yeah anyway onwards anyway so like the song has happens and then it ends and then the bugs become like a humanoid and they run to the camera like angry and it ends on kind of an ominous note so i'm like yeah what like okay like there's some kind of dark twist happening here with the bug snacks island but like what is the <laughs> what am i supposed to be doing who am i rooting for like what is the what is the gag you know yeah um i, I just no felt idea. so yeah. i just felt so confused by it but I'm also very curious. I'm like totally a game just called Bug Snacks is so immediately up my alley that I want to be this game's biggest champion. I agree. But it yeah. is it looks like it might be a little bit too like messy in what it's trying to do. That's just solely based on this trailer. I'm totally, totally, totally down for this being amazing and funny and great. And yeah. it very well can be. But like I just was confused. By what happened. Yeah, the the worst thing that I can say about it, maybe, is it the worst thing? I don't really know. But a, a thing that I could say about it is that it 
uh, evoked a similar uh, feeling within me as when I found out that Justin Roiland, the uh, co-creator of Rick and Morty, made a, a game exclusively for PSVR. Um, and like watching the trailer for that, and it's like, whoa, I'm big and I'm wacky and it it's like Rick and Morty, but it's not. Like that's what Bug Snacks kind of felt like to me. Um, yeah, it, that's the thing. It's like, look how wacky this is. And it's like, it's the same thing with like, we say this a lot with like character design and, and you know, like creature design. It's like the things that are intentionally trying to be cool that are like telling you as an audience, I'm cool, always fall flat. Yes. You know? Uh, whereas the things that actually, I mean, you know, like it, we attach to things based on our experience with them. So like you can really design them. I mean, I'm not trying to give a crash course in design because I'm not an expert, but like <laughs> I just think I, I, I think whenever you are trying to tell an audience outwardly how to feel or outwardly what it is, it always feels a little forced. I think mean, yeah. that's a, yeah. not a hot take. And this game is very much being like wacky. It felt like it was yelling an inside joke that I wasn't aware of at me. Um, <laughs> right, right. You know, so that's um, whereas Octodad is just like immediately, it, it's immediately brilliant. Yes, and so. and 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 not to um, not not to like completely write off all of those points, but like this to me because it's the the developers of Octodad does feel to me um, on a certain level, not definitely the same level, but on a certain level, kind of like the Heart Machine or Super Brothers or any Annapurna announcement it's like yeah i i owe you one like i will absolutely <laughs> check out your new thing totally. i don't care what it oh, is yeah. i'm gonna check it i'm gonna check out bug snacks i'm probably gonna love it you know um <laughs> hard same i just I'm, I'm solely based on that reaction on on just the trailer itself yeah no i agree with you i definitely yeah. agree ba based on just that trailer like i don't know what it is um but it, it's got the young horses logo on it so i'll probably check it out um yeah next game so excited to talk about uh blue point games the uh developers who did the remastered version of uh shadow of the colossus and oh, also yeah. the remastered version of gravity rush uh, oh yeah are remastering demon souls um yeah, the, the original souls game from FromSoft. this is incredible because this is demon so so for those unfamiliar demon souls like you said was the first game it came out on ps3 and and was i guess officially the first souls game because then demons uh, dark souls was the next one then dark souls 2 and bloodborne and sekiro dark, dark, souls, dark 3 souls 3 also, as yeah. well but demon souls is like even the biggest from soft souls like fans i know like a lot of them haven't played this one yeah because it's, it's for the ps3 and it's also like hasn't you know even dark souls one is like right on the cusp of like a little bit clunky you know mm -hmm. and, and i think i'm not against playing a game with you know a little bit of outdated controls but when you're playing a game like that and you know you're losing because of the controls it can be yeah. really frustrating yeah, yeah, yeah so like i think it's it's been really hard for people to like you know get on board with these games with a game like bloodborne or sekiro or Dark Souls 3 and then go backwards, which is a shame because there's so much cool lore and and worlds and like it's just such an artistically great game. I have not played Demon's Souls, uh, so I'm really excited to check it out for the first time. I know you have. I have, uh, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. For the site that you and I used to work for, I was tasked with um, doing some impressions for Dark Souls 2, um, which was like my first like real foray in, into the Souls franchise. Like I had played a little bit of, uh, of Dark Souls 1. Um, but never really like locked into it and then played Dark Souls 2 and like loved it and then went back and played Dark Souls 1, which then led me into saying like, oh, I still have a PS3 and Demon's Souls was the first one of these. I should probably check it out um, and and did not get very far in it because, man, did it like at that point already by the time 
Dark Souls 2 had come out, I was like, this didn't age well. Um, so <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. I'm really excited for this. Like, I think of all the stuff that was announced throughout all of this, like this might be number one for me. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just for me so too. excited to check it out. And that that I think like it's worth bringing up. This is a remaster of this game, you know, by Bluepoint Games, who are have like an extremely proven track record, right? Like there are some things about Shadow of the Colossus remastered that I think are are kind of a bummer. Um, like their their use of bloom lighting instead of um, you know, some of the like very artistic choices that they made with the PS2 version. I I, I think like changes the vibe of the game in a way that I, I I didn't super agree with personally. But like outside of that, like the Gravity Rush remaster rips. Yeah. Um, and and I don't know. I, I just feel like if if you're going to say yes to remastering a Souls game, you're going to do it right. Because like the amount of vitriol that's going to come your way. And like this <laughs> right, is not right. me condoning anything like that. No, um, no, no. I, I just want to make that perfectly clear. But like the Souls fans on the Internet are like some of the worst people online, I think. And and to to solely uh, Demon Souls, I think, would like be a crime. So I'm, I'm honestly very optimistic optimistic about this game I, I think it's gonna too. be fucking rad um and and I, i'm just like so excited and you and aj and i were talking in in our uh like our private chat just about like we were just sharing the screenshots around i mean it looks ridiculous it doesn't yeah. look like a, like a like a video game that could exist um <laughs> right i'm and, and stoked yeah yeah and this is one like you said it's this is worth remaking because it didn't age well a few years after it came out yeah. it was like ps3 was like definitely like the lightning bolt of puberty for sony and like yeah. this is you know and even if you uh, went and got that game right now the the uh, online functionality doesn't work anymore so you can't even yeah. like there are no messages on the ground there are no other players like there that that whole side of it doesn't even work so like why even do that you know like th- th- this yeah. really um ha- has this honestly like has the potential to replace the original like this is not just a remaster of this thing this might be the definitive version that like yeah. you should play uh which yeah. which is definitely like a big thing to take on as a developer but like there's no better game to shoot your shot on i think than demon souls you know and it's not usually something i think needs to happen like i i think like the the need to replace a game is very seldomly asked for but in this yeah. case you know i think it very much is like okay there's something really worth revisiting here but it's not worth going through the the mechanical part of it and and half the game is unavailable because of the lack of online so it yeah. makes perfect sense right um, I'm um, so excited as well. What what I keep thinking about, though, is like, would I rather this or would I rather a, just like a port of it, you know? Um, and, and, and I think I think the answer for me is, is a, that I would rather this. I would rather like the, the clunkiness of those games. I would rather them instill like some of the learnings of the more recent FromSoft stuff in into this mechanically. Uh, so it just feels a little bit smoother overall. Yeah, I, I'm I'm so excited about Demon's Souls. I, I can't even believe that this is a thing that's going to happen. Uh, totally. It's really exciting. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited as well. Real quick. Uh, it's so dark on your end. I can't see your face. Oh, is I'm there sorry. Any way? Yeah. Uh, if you're comfortable with that, do it. But it might help just to like. I was extremely yeah. leaning back. Cool. That's much better. Anyway, is, is this better? I just, I just like turned yeah, on some lights very, and open the window. It felt very Demon Souls, uh, but yeah. Yeah, I, I did um, it aesthetically so you would feel uncomfortable <laughs> about learning the mechanics of conversing with me. <laughs> AJ, yeah. leave all that in. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, that onward? actually is very good.
Yeah, let's move onward. Now that I can see you, let's uh, progress forward. Cool. Um, now, now we've touched the bonfire. This is stupid. Yeah. Um, next <laughs> game, Holiday 2020, Arcane Studios presents Death Loop. So this, I've never 180'd more during a trailer than this one. Mm. Like, it opened and I was like, what Mountain Dew bullshit is this? Like, you know, it's like slow-mo. <laughs> I love that that's our, like, go-to dunk for, like, <laughs> yeah. any game. It's like, yeah, some yeah. Mountain Dew Doritos dusty fingers at um, shit. <laughs> but I was really, really won over by the tone and the premise and the presentation. Like, I love the, like, 70s vibe of, like, the game's title card, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Gorgeous. Uh, it, it really, really was beautiful. And I think that's the tone to take in a game like this. You know, it doesn't take itself too seriously. Big, like, you know tarantino but by saying that you're also saying like every black exploitation film you know yeah. <laughs> like every uh, yeah. everything you know. that tarantino points to is, is yeah. yeah um but you know it, it has that vibe and and i think that that could be really fun in this sort of fast-paced game the premise as the title suggests which is you know again what i alluded to earlier with returnal not having the name death loop um <laughs> yeah this is uh you're like in a house of assassins that all have different like eyes wide shut masks on mm-hmm. and uh you have to take out them but like every time you die time goes back so like it's like a slightly f- like lighter toned hotline miami in terms of like the intention of it yeah you know with like right. the masks and the mechanics and going through but yeah I, i'm kind of curious with this well, one it's where the, yeah. the twist of the thing is that there's another assassin who is on your level who is also going through a, a death loop right um right, so right. so you you and them are eternally locked in this like just kind of back and forth of killing each other repeatedly it, it's a it's a game that like they, they announced this at uh I, I think the bethesda conference last e3 um, oh, okay and and definitely like you know it, it was just like a cinematic thing it was kind of interesting I, I i was into the vibe of it but um i i agree with you that like if that vibe didn't carry through into into the presentation of the thing this time it definitely would have been like a, uh, I, I don't know if that's for me but but if they really stick with that like art that that artistic like um like new wave vibe i think um yeah design wise throughout all of this and like it's gonna be a killer game and let yeah. me be like completely honest because I, I don't think we've ever talked about the dishonored games on here before no um i'm i'm not a huge fan of them and like i for all intents and purposes i should be a huge dishonored fan but every time i play those games i just have like a really frustrating time and i don't really enjoy them i enjoy a lot of what's happening in them mechanically i think i think a lot of it is really inventive i love a lot of the world building but i i don't enjoy playing the thing um i find it yeah. Frustrating to make my way through those levels and and what it looks like Deathloop is is just like what if we just took all those things and just made it focused on like shooting a fun gun you know like <laughs> right right fine cool I, can, I, I, I do the same exact teleport as uh, as as in Dishonored but also I have like a, I don't know akimbo Uzis and I'm like going after this other assassin who's also going through time like all that stuff just kind of piles on and takes something that like should be very kind of um, like blase and, and makes it stand out and makes it like one of the most interesting games that they showed off at this presser um, I, yeah. I, I really like I was really surprised by how much I wanted to play Deathloop immediately after I watched this trailer. Like literally, I could I could feel myself getting more into it as the trailer went on. Yeah, and I think it could be something really interesting. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to check that out. Yeah, uh, we'll see. But you know, I'm I'm excited. Yeah, um, I'm excited to talk to you about this next one. Um, okay. The, ne- the next one is Resident Evil 8 Village. Oh, yeah. Or Resident I, I, Evil Village or whatever is going on there with the title. I don't know actually how you're supposed to pronounce it. Um, coming out in 2021, worth noting. Yeah. 
this I, I for some reason i'm like not super stoked for this i don't know why oh, i guess man. like yeah okay i <laughs> so i think resident evil right now there are there are three tiers of resident evil games in my head N- none yes, are better I, than I, the this other. is actually almost exactly the point i was gonna make but i'm excited so there for are three like yeah. types of resident evil games so there are there are the resident evil 4s and and yes. i would say the resident evil 2 remake um yeah. as well and that they are both Resident Evil 2 Remake is much more, has much stronger roots in the survival horror genre and is way more unsettling and like well written than Resident Evil 4. Resident Evil 4 is like total camp, but they're both tense and they're more about tense action. So it's like you have weapons, but you have to be really conservative with the ammo. And it's it's a lot about, you know, environmental puzzles. And at, at its core, they're, they're action games, but they haven't forgotten their horror roots like Resident Evil 5 and 6 did, which, you know, we won't even talk about. That's just trash. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's the one bracket, which is kind of what I prefer. So you have, you know, that. I would also put in there, like, I haven't played the remake of Nemesis, but I would also put in the sort of, like, older games and the remake of Resident Evil 1 for the GameCube, which... I think it was one of the best. Yeah. Uh, then you have like the, uh, I guess there are two main ones now that I'm lumping them together. The other type of Resident Evil game is is Biohazard. Uh, the last one that came out, Seven. It yeah. is the like straight up in your face horror PT inspired nightmare game. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is that. Uh, and I just don't have the same appetite for that. Uh, AJ lent me Biohazard and I really want to play it. I want to talk about it. Uh, I'll probably wait for October to do that. That'd be fun. Yeah. I know you played it last October, but you know we could revisit it. But for some reason, I, I my idea of Resident Evil is so tied to that like action, camp, and horror like mix that going full on, I am in a village with a candle and a ghost of my stepmother. Horror is like not what I want from that IP. Mm. Uh, and and having Chris Redfield show up just diffuses any horror for me that exists. Like, well, well it Chris Redfield. Yeah. showing up as the villain of this game yeah which is interesting it is but, interesting i mean you, yeah. you play resident evil 5 and 6 and like boy are those stories fucking bad you know and yeah like, it's like michael bay like fan fiction and yeah. and i i feel like maybe rightfully at the end of those games people were like chris redfield like sucked as a protagonist yeah. like it was totally. awful to play as him for two games and the idea of him now being the villain actually kind of owns i think um th- i do like that i just this just the the idea like i i think making him a villain is is a cool choice but any any resident evil character showing up in a game like that to me like like diffuses the horror like someone saying the name chris redfield or jill <laughs> valentine i'm like that you're in the wrong game it's like they said like waluigi <laughs> yeah. like, that's not what i visualize yeah and smash brothers um yes but, yes uh, yes okay i i very much i appreciate that that outlook on this i for all intents and purposes probably should have had the same outlook on this but there's something about this game and something about this trailer, which I have now watched three times, that feels so much to me like Resident Evil 4. It 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 evokes so much. Like it feels like I mean, it's starting off in a village, right? Like it it it, it has that same like Resident Evil 4 vibe where like you're starting out in this village and it seems like you end up in like a, a kind of like medieval-esque uh environment at some point later. Very much like Resident Evil 4. But that I think that's where it ends. Like Resident Evil 4 begins with right, Leon right, right. going like, into an I, I don't, infected I don't need it to be Resident Evil 4 again. I don't need it to be zombies and shit. The fact that like we now have werewolves in this game. The fact that like once you get into this like medieval area, it looks like there's like a witch's coven a la like American 
American Horror Story. Like, yeah, they're they're exploring some shit that it seems like they have not explored in Resident Evil before. Oh, and totally. I'm yeah. I'm honestly like I I went into this being like I don't need another Resident Evil game. I I'm so gone from this franchise. Like I played seven a little bit and like had a pretty good time with it. But like that was fun to like play with my friends in like a dark room around Halloween. But like I I don't I don't want to sit down and play another Resident Evil game in its entirety. And came out of this trailer like. Com- completely on board with it like if this comes out and is the resident evil 4 of that tier of resident evil yeah that you're talking about like yeah i think even you will have a good time with it oh totally i mean i i'm i agree with you in that like i think it's really cool that they're going in a different direction for a series that really needed it I, my point of tension is like just cut all the ties to the original then like don't even bother having these old characters show up you yeah. know but that's my thing and like yeah i agree I, with you if, you if you're exploring things if you're if you're getting away from zombies and getting into werewolves and witches covens yeah. and shit like that then why is chris redfield there yeah right and i i bring up like the comparisons with four is like you know the first line leon has in the zombie village is him going like where's everyone going bingo like that's yeah. the that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. the vibe of four to me yeah um but at the same time as campy as it is <laughs> that's how the, this, the title it card right, shows yeah. up after he says that joke that no one laughs at yeah. um so I think like that game's a really good balance though of like even though it's so campy, it's still tense, it's still scary, yeah. like in the environments. Right. Um yeah, I mean I'm I, I'm not I'm not like against this game at all. I just think like I almost wish it was like just a new series. You know, like I, I think it's like it's cool that they're Resident Evil is such a big series, they're gonna keep it alive, and I think I think this is the way to keep it alive, and I think if you are gonna have old characters recontextualize them like they are with Chris being a villain uh, that honestly like works yeah. and, yeah. and, and probably should have been the case from day one um, he always so, was the yeah. villain yeah Leon Leon we like Chris not so much <laughs> um, um, onwards to the next video game this is the one that you were referring to before uh, it's coming out in 2022 apparently uh, Pragmata this is the other cat game yeah this is the other cat game it has uh like the the organs and skeletal structure of a cat and then it's like skin and fur is a hologram was, was yeah. the vibe there uh it's like an astronaut walking through like a, a completely empty Times square which is like maybe a little bit too on the nose for right now uh as a person yeah. who like works in new york city <laughs> right uh, and has seen pictures of what Times square looks like right now um and then this astronaut finds a little girl who like maybe is also a hologram or something along those lines um um, and then a, a giant, like, I don't know, some kind of space debris smashes through the sky, uh, which is apparently not actually the sky, but is like a bunch of screens, like he- hexagonal screens, um, kind of projecting a blue sky above Times Square. Um, and then they get sucked out into space. Uh, this might be a hot take, but this yeah. this whole trailer felt like. To me, my first thought was like, what if Death Stranding was really bad? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, it was no. like, what if Death Stranding went in like a yeah. full, like just went in the direction everyone was hoping it wouldn't? Yeah. Um, I don't want to dunk on this trailer because we don't know it, but like it just in. in yeah, we this, have nothing. We have yeah, nothing about have this nothing. game. Yeah. But, um, what, I, what I will say about it, which is weirdly in the same vein, is like throughout the entire thing, I was like, I was just waiting for the Kojima Studios logo to pop up at any yeah, point yeah i mean it, it just feels like if it's if it's not a kojima game it is so inspired by his his line of thinking i uh, we don't know anything about it it was it was a very like conceptual trailer with with absolutely no information and is another situation where like maybe in a regular e3 you'd be able to ask somebody hey what the fuck is this yeah and i mean <laughs> i mean 
So don't get me wrong. Like we we spent most of our show saying the same thing about Death Stranding, and we both loved it. Yeah. Like loved True. it. Yeah. Yeah. So who knows? But yeah, this I don't know. I I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like the cat. For uh, oh okay for our next bit. <laughs> Um, for our next trick. I and and actually the final bit um or or the second to last bit. But in terms of game uh, game announcements, uh this is the last bit. Uh I want to hand the microphone over to AJ Filari, our producer, um and just let him say whatever he wants to about Horizon Forbidden West. Yes. So here here comes AJ. Uh, thanks, Brendan and Stephen. Uh, I super was not expecting this. Uh, I am extremely excited for Horizon. Uh, what is it called? Horizon Forbidden West. I immediately knew that it was Aloy's voice when the trailer started, and I immediately lost my shit. Uh, I really, really enjoyed the first one, and I cannot wait for this one. I rewatched the trailer like four times <laughs> after after watching it in the live stream because I was convinced there was a release date hidden somewhere, uh, but there's not, and I just want it to come out right now. Um, love the big turtle, love the elephant, uh, love Aloy so much. Uh, I'm just so... I, I don't even know what to say about this game. I'm just elated that it is coming out. I was beginning to think that it, they weren't going to announce it, uh, and they were going to wait until, I don't know, after the launch of the PS5 or something. Honestly, I was thinking if they were going to announce it at the PS5 reveal, they were going to make it a release title, which seems a little bit optimistic, but I don't know. That's like three years which I guess is not a lot of time to make a game, but whatever. Uh, I'm very excited. Thank you for letting me talk about it. Uh, everyone should play the first one, uh, including you two. And thanks. Bye. Uh, thank you, AJ, for your thoughts. I am so excited to see what you have to say. I, it's worth noting, AJ, big Horizon fan. Huge. Yeah. Big Horizon fan. Uh, when we did our uh, Game of the Year Spectacular and we were all in person, there was a point where I think you left to go eat some pizza uh, when we were taking a break. And uh, and I had AJ explain to me the entire lore of, of Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, and, and he just walked me through the entirety of that game, which he knows from memory uh still which is great yeah so it's his final fantasy 7 for yes, sure absolutely it's his and I, like even before he was our producer like when we covered uh horizon zero dawn briefly in uh, aesthetic robot stuff i believe he tweeted us like i'm so happy you covered this so yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah this is your yeah i i i i've like thrown mild shade at horizon zero dawn i think it's an incredible game i've really Need to put more time into it. I got it on sale at the exact same time I got Near Automata. So one game obviously took more of my attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think Horizon Zero Dawn is a great game. And the sequel looks amazing. I mean, it looks like they're really, you know, we, we always, always, always use the analogy of like a game that is the sum of a generation and then a game that is the next step. You know, Horizon Zero Dawn is the best version of an open world game leading up to that game and breath of the wild is like what the future is yeah um and i think that with this sequel they could really very well be what the next step is you know i mean based right. on what we're seeing here yes absolutely like, like yeah. i'm sure that you know 
we're saying that on this small ass podcast all the yeah. time. Like we're not the only one saying exactly that all the time. And I'm sure the developers very well understand that, which yeah. probably means that they're going into this with like a completely new design philosophy, uh, which I think is very exciting. Um, yeah. As far as like aesthetically, it looks like this, uh, from what I understand, this game is uh, Aloy now moving out uh, West, uh, West being like the California area of the United States of America um, and just kind of like exploring what's going on there. Um, which should be very interesting. But also, I think the thing worth noting is like a lot of what we saw was in engine. Like a lot of yeah. that wasn't pre-rendered cutscenes, but like was the actual fucking video game. Yeah, her galloping just like in the desert was amazing. Like, yeah. Uh, it was so many breathtaking shots. Yeah, I mean, look... <laughs> When, when it comes to uh, like a graphical fidelity update, I that that's not the thing that excites me about a, a new generation of consoles. Generally, like I, I, I think you are um, kind of on my wavelength in that the, the thing that you and I care about most is just like, is the game fun or is the game good? You know, um, yeah. but you, you see something like the fidelity we're getting in Horizon Forbidden West and like that was like awe-inspiring. That was like really, really yeah. absurdly beautiful. Um, and, and if the game looks way. even remotely like that, then I, I can't even imagine how it's going to play. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, the last time I marveled at like graphics that way was like as a seven-year-old playing Mario 64 for the first time and being like, this is in 3D. I can move <laughs> in any direction. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I was blown away by that. See, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped for that. That also has no release date, I don't believe, right? No, my, uh, I, I called a shot uh, in <laughs> yeah, Discord yeah, yeah. And, and in, in our uh, chat, but I, I am like convinced that this is going to be March 2022. It just feels so correct. I don't know why, but it just yeah. feels like such a good bet. Yeah, uh, I feel very good about um, that, about that call. Um, I am, yeah. I am kind of bummed that as we go through this, a lot of games are like confirmed 2021. So like, you know, I mean, that being said, I'm not like dead set on needing to get it on launch but you know yeah um, that's honestly the thing that makes me think like maybe uh may maybe the xbox is the way to go at launch you know is like you have game pass and you have that whole back compat catalog like may maybe that's the move you know get, yeah. get get an xbox series x and then just like fuck around with game pass until uh until like the first huge tentpole ps5 game comes out you know and just like yeah. save that money until that happens um yeah i yeah, have no we'll idea. see i mean I, I, I always I think I said before that like with PlayStation it's always worth getting them two years after they come out. I think this will be sooner than that because I mean you know it come as it comes out this holiday so the end of the year so like a lot of these games will probably come out in the first quarter. Like I imagine Ratchet Clank will be like first quarter twenty twenty one. Yeah, I feel like it's um, got to be. I, I would be very surprised if they, if they wait a long time to release that thing. Yeah, that'd be a bummer. Um, and you know hopefully we'll see other stuff too. But yeah, I'm I'm very excited to get a PS five. <laughs> yeah. Um, well. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually the last thing that we need to talk about is the PS5 yeah. itself. They unveiled the um, they unveiled what the hardware looks like. I, I sent out a Twitter poll right at the beginning of this that was like, do you think they're going to show us the box or not? Um, and, and the majority of people said no. I also thought they weren't going to show it to us, but they sure did. It is an interesting looking device. I mean, it, it looks like a router. It looks like a Wi-Fi router, which is like not a hot take. Um, there are yeah. like about a billion different memes about how like bizarre this thing looks. Um, the thing that is worth noting though about it and, and the thing that our Discord was talking about a lot is that it's huge. It's bigger than the original PS3. It's like a really fucking big box. Uh, and, and it seems like the whole thing, and this is brilliant, don't get me wrong, it seems like the whole thing was designed to just be like the most optimal 
airflow machine of all time. I, I think like a, a huge touch point for um, for hardware design recently was that like the trash can Mac Pro um, that for those of you who haven't seen it, it was like it was a, a Mac Pro it was like the Mac that that Apple was saying if you're doing like hardcore video editing or like 3D rendering or things like that, like buy, this is the Mac that you buy. Um, and it looked like a little cylinder that had a huge hole on the top uh, and, and some holes on the bottom that allowed it to suck air in from the top and then shoot it out the bottom, essentially. Um, so so it allowed for this airflow that like wasn't really possible from a lot of computers that had fans in the back, which like most computers have. They just have like fans kind of like in the back that are against a wall. So like not optimal airflow really at all. It was like, oh, no, what if we opened up the top and then like just sucked in air from above the thing? It seems like both the Xbox Series X and the PS5 are designed in a way that is very much inspired by that Mac specifically. Yeah. And I think that that's great because, again, anytime I'm in a menu for Call of Duty Modern Warfare, <laughs> the fan of my PS Pro spins up as if it's about to traverse into Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Like, if it, <laughs> like it shoots into another other timeline every time I, I turn that game on. Um, so I'm I'm very excited about that. They they have since gone on record after this uh, thing went live and mentioned like, yeah, we built this thing to be quiet, which is great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I think I don't mind the look of it really. I, I, I think the controller looks great. I do like the controller. I love design. the controller. Yeah. I really love yeah. it. Yeah, I agree. Which is like means more to me than how the system looks. Um, it does look kind of goofy, but like, you know, as long as it does the thing, I don't really care. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, at the end of the day, I'm just going to put it behind my TV probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like it, it's uh, it, like maybe it won't be in the spot under my TV that like I, I currently have um my my PS4 Pro, my Xbox uh series, no my my Xbox One S digital edition and then my nvidia shield and those are all like kind of under my tv it just seems like next generation you put things behind your tv instead of under like that's fine yeah, whatever totally i have my my setup is i have my i have a bookshelf and my tv's on top of it. i yeah. have my switch dock ps4 and then i have my ps2 next to my wi-fi router oh uh, great in a place of esteemed honor yeah um, i actually have my my yeah. switch uh, on a bookshelf next to my tv which is very nice my switch Hell dock yeah. um anyway yeah I, it, it just seems like they don't really want you to lay the thing down but actually that said uh the the platform or the or the i don't even know what you call it the base that you put the ps5 on to have it stand up um, is also usable to be able to lie the thing down if you do want it to be uh, horizontal instead of vertical. And it seems like, again, the thing was built in such a way where even if it is horizontal, it's still going to have a like pretty great airflow um, because the top of it is just built to suck air into it. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. It's, it seems like it's going to it's it's going to be uh, pretty great, just like from a hardware perspective. But then aesthetically, it raises a lot of questions because like it looks a lot nicer than a lot of the rooms it's going to be in. I feel, you know, like, <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. It, it has like a, a modern art vibe to it that does not fit in with my uh, New Jersey suburban apartment at all. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a little bit bit of uh yeah the moma amidst like you know the bourgeoisie mcdonald's yeah <laughs> proletariat mcdonald's <laughs> the moma and mcdonald's there you go yeah um but i i again i'm excited about it i mean it, it looks it looks cool i'm into the design um and and as you said the controller looks great uh they also announced a bunch of other like peripherals there's uh, a new camera that they're making which i'll probably pick up because i currently use the the playstation 4 camera as my microphone whenever i'm playing games and uh th there's like a media 
controller that looks really nice that's coming with it um, and a new PlayStation wireless headset, uh, which is supposed to like really, really lock into the uh, 3D sound because they're adding a whole new chip into the thing that is specifically for like 3D binaural sound. Um, wow. So uh, that headset will feed into that. But the whole the whole idea of the chip itself is that even if you're wearing regular ass headphones, you'll still get a better 3D audio uh, vibe than, than you would have uh, without it. So either way, that's going to sound great. But I imagine with that headset, it'll sound even better. So I, I honestly like I can't believe it, but I might end up picking like all of that up. Maybe not the media controller because I don't really need it. But like everything else, I could see myself picking up because um, yeah. I, I have all of it for the PS4 at the moment. And I really like all of it. So we'll see. Yeah, I I'm I couldn't believe how into the PS5 I was. It's great. <laughs> That's the thing. Same with me. I mean, I, I think I'm going to definitely plan on getting we'll wait and see. But I, I, I think I the PS5 feels like a sure thing. Yeah. And the Xbox feels like uh, a sure thing for different reasons. Yes. Um, you and I have talked about the fact that like we will get you and I will get the same launch console at launch. Yeah. There is we don't know which one it's going to be yet, but you and I have decided that like we're going to shell out the money and like get a launch console when it comes out. Um, and, and I think like for the next couple of months, it's going to be like a battle between the two of them to try and figure out which one that's going to be. Um, yeah. But I'm excited to find out. Actually, hey, listeners, if you care one way or the other, if you want us to get an Xbox or a PS5 specifically, I guess let us know. Like if, yeah, if you have like awesome. pretty like definitive reasons why we should get one over the other, I guess let us know. But like right now, the thing that's holding me back on the PS5 being like the obvious obvious definitive choice is just like i don't know how much of this stuff is going to come out at launch um, totally totally yeah and i think uh with the series is it the just series bug X, snacks <laughs> it might just be bug snacks <laughs> and a wrestling also, game <laughs> we can stream oblivion together if we get an xbox series x which might have just solved that poll for us oh shit but, yeah true you know so yeah. that that is a it's a great point enticing offer i yeah. also think too like you know we'll, we'll eventually have both but yeah let us know that'd be a fun poll to do yeah. I'm pumped though. I'm pumped for the PS5. Sign me up. <laughs> Sign me up for Bug Snacks. Cool. Uh, do you want to wrap up? Yeah, let's it? wrap up. Um, cool. Hey, thank you so much to everybody who listens to the show. Uh, thank you for bearing with us. We took last week off uh, and, and you know, wanted, wanted to, um, I don't know, we, we just needed like some time for ourselves and also to just kind of let the, the message uh, proliferate throughout the world uh, that Black Lives Matter and, and all of the above. You know, we talked pretty extensively about that last week or sorry, yeah. not last week, two weeks ago. Um, we also mentioned that uh, all of our Patreon money for the month of June will be going to uh, a charity. I don't think we've decided which one yet. Uh, some of the bail funds that I was looking at have decided that they're no longer taking donations because people have uh, donated so much money to them over the past like couple of weeks, uh, which is a great problem to have. So uh, yeah. we'll, we'll find we'll find a good place to donate. It, I promise that. So uh, yeah, that that that's all going on. Um, we have a Twitter account. It's um, it's uh, at Into the Cast. We have a Twitch account, Into the Cast, uh, an Instagram also Into the Cast. Um, you can go to intothecast.online to get the links to all of those things, uh, the links to subscribe to the show everywhere else. If you want to share the show with a friend, send them to that website. Uh, it's a great place to learn and have fun. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and uh, on top of all of that, uh, we have a Discord, which um, I, I, I don't think I can overstate how incredible the Discord is, especially right Seriously. now. Um, yeah, there there is no better time to join the Discord than uh, during like a bunch of like big live streamed game reveals, uh, because we, we have a channel in there that's, you know, video game news uh, where everybody just like kind of hangs out whenever events like the PS5 reveal event happen. Um, and, and that live discussion in that Discord is so fun every time. It's like my 
favorite part of the Discord existing is like having a community to um, hang out with during those kinds of things. So uh, definitely go join that. Uh, there's obviously a bunch of other channels to talk about other things, but um, that in particular is kind of a high point for me every summer. Uh, so looking forward to more of that. Um, do you have the Patreon list by any chance? I will open it up. And I will also say as I'm opening up the Patreon list that we've been talking in the Discord about like how we are going to uh, do the shout outs moving forward. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, how we have the Patreon set up is that if you back the show at all, you get a shout out. We don't want to have any content that's paywalled. We do a monthly bonus episode because we had the support and getting more of the support means we can do more things for the show. So I saw some people saying that maybe instead of just reading the list every episode, we only read new names. Maybe we could have fun with how we read them um, if we wanted to do like a specific shout out or whatnot. So all that let us know. Uh, I think it's also just getting long enough that it <laughs> it's taking up a lot of time. I don't mind, but if you as a listener are like, I don't really want to hear you know all of this again and again and again yeah um we're open to hearing like what would be better uh for that but for now i'm gonna do the same old thing i'm gonna read the names of all these generous people and uh we will continue highlighting your generosity and giving you a shout out in some form if we do end up uh you know changing it yes yes to all Yes to all. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> thank you very, very much to Akira, Alex, Andrew D, Andrew D, Bead, Benjamin, Benjamin W, Bolt, Brendan, Brett, Catherine, Chris, Chris, Christopher, uh, Siren, Craig, David, Dennis, Elliot, Ian, Inez, Jason, Jeff, Drury, Josh, Cameron, Connor, Kieran, Kim, Kyle, Mark, Marcel, Marianne, Matt, Melly Muffin Pie, Micah, Mima, Min, Murray, uh, Naomi, No Name, Pablo, Pat, Philip, Robert, Sloot Peasy Scout, Sebastian, Shelly, Moving to Page Two, Skin Tight Alloy, Trevor, and William. Thank you all so much, especially this month. You know, we're we're really proud to be doing what we can with our limited platform and resources to help others and thank you for being part of that uh and just thank you for you know we've been doing this show for two years now as we wrap up season two like this show has been a constant uh source of positivity for me and i and i imagine for brendan as well absolutely um, and and you're part of that you know i'm i'm very flattered and and we're both very flattered to see a lot of people reach out and be like appreciative of this show and and what a place it has in their lives and it's completely mutual and i think we have collectively built this show together uh, Brendan and I would not have come as far as we have and, and built the show we have without the people in the Discord, without people telling us that what we're doing means something to them. So just thank you. And we're really excited to move into season three and we're excited to move there with you. Yeah. Wow. That, that was so beautiful. That was really nice. Yeah, I, I agree with all of that. Um, I actually I don't I'm going to shut the fuck up because that was great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you talked because as soon as you said that was really beautiful, I was about to go. All right. Which I <laughs> know, was. You did it anyway. So here we are. <laughs> Goodbye. My one's ruined. <laughs> oh, no, we can't like this. I undid everything I thought was done. Um, goodbye. We love you. I know what you're thinking, dear listener. That can't be it. That can't be the season two <laughs> finale. I've been listening to this quote-unquote show for two years and never have Brendan or Steven definitive, definitively ranked 
chess amidst the 50 other, you guessed it, 51 Clubhouse games worldwide classics for the Nintendo Switch. Someone as a total goof in passing with no <laughs> evil will to their words mm-hmm. posted in the Discord, I can't wait for Brendan and Steven to definitively rank from worst to best all 51 games in the Clubhouse. And not only did we do it, but we made a tier list as well. We did make a tier so, list. Somebody also, it's worth noting, mentioned in the Discord uh, that they also uh, thought it would be funny if we if we uh, ranked them uh, in, in terms of if they were Jellicle or not. Uh, so, <laughs> hey, here we are, baby. This, um, this is Nick Fury asking us to join the Avengers. We're, we're back <laughs> post-credits to hit you with the definitive uh, Clubhouse Games tier list and Cats 2019 tie-in. Are these games Jellicle or are they not Jellicle? Um, yeah. So For the t- sake of everyone's sanity, I'm going to say that as we go through our list, we can just say Jellicle or not. I agree. Sure. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. It won't have the same gradient that the Cats and Animal Crossing did. Yeah. They're more complex than, let's say, fishing. Right. <laughs> Which I'll give you a spoiler alert, not Jellicle. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, it, you were well, going to say? Okay, we'll get to it. Uh, okay, here's, here's the thing about this ranking uh, <laughs> is we have six tiers. We're, we're doing we're doing a, a classic yeah. tier list. We have S, A, B, C, D. We've also created an S minus tier for shit tier games. Uh, yeah. So we have, we have S plus A, B, C, D, and then S minus for shit tier. Um, I wrote crap in all capital letters in a red box. Yeah, that's, so, that's much nicer similar. than mine. I actually like that even more. Um, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna change this to C two for crap. <laughs> that sounds good. Okay. Um, uh, you and I both made our own tier lists separately, and and I think the plan is to compare these and maybe come up with the uh, official definitive definitive into the aether uh, tier list for the Clubhouse Games 51 Worldwide Classics for the Nintendo Switch. Um, yeah. Should we start from the bottom and work our way up? I think so. I think that makes sense, right? That, that feels like the most fun. Um, um, I'm going to open up another tab and then empty out this tier list so I can make the definitive version, which will eventually show up on the Discord uh, and other places. I'm so excited. I'll say right off the bat, I secretly have a uh, seventh tier in which I just called it the piano. Because <laughs> really, <laughs> I'm not going to rank it. <laughs> Okay, so one, it's first of all, the reason I did this is because it is uh, not one of the 51 games. It is uh-huh. an extra thing. Yeah. Um, it is a cross section of a piano mm-hmm. in which you can just play like a part of the piano on the switch. And if you hold your switch upside down, it becomes a synth, which is awesome. It's really cool, uh, but it is literally just part of the piano on the switch. <laughs> Yeah. In which case, I gave it kind of like the Fool and Tarot. It is the beginning and end of this list, in which the piano is the sort of beginning and end, the the everything and nothing of this tier list, in my eyes. Unless you want to rank it. Uh, but I just put it on its own level, the piano. <laughs> that is interesting. You know, I, I'm going to add another row, and it's going to be called the piano. I'm into okay, this. Okay, good. The yeah. It's... Piano. Okay. And I made the box gray just to kind of symbolize the sort of like. Oh, the black and white. Um, yeah. Keys. Okay. We're blending. Yeah. Tonight. Okay. Great, great. Great. Let me let me add the piano. Uh, there. <laughs> okay. 
So that's the piano. Um, Great. Do you want to go first uh, with your with I guess your worst game of the list? Yeah, uh, I think I think you and I will probably agree. <laughs> Maybe. The, yeah, we'll see. Um, <laughs> kicking off crap tier. Yeah, this is, is. this is a crap tier. This is to me personally the worst game in in the Clubhouse Games Fifty One Worldwide Classic for Nintendo Switch Nine Men's Morris. Yeah, same. This game uh, also not Jellicle. Uh, someone even in the Discord, I think, had a screenshot of this game, and they're like, "This game is not Jellicle." Oh, really? So, oh, perfect. Yeah, the, I think this is felt by many people. This game just sucks. Okay, so here, here I'll, 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 I want to sprinkle this with positivity. I'm looking at my tier list, mm-hmm. and there is a pretty nice parabola, and it leans positive. So, yeah. most games are at least hitting C or higher. So, like, most games are passable for me. But we're in crap tier. This is truly heinous, like yeah. is a disservice to play. And Nymans Morris is like the the perfect storm of like weirdly complicated, so boring. Yeah. Uh, and like has the illusion of looking pretty because the pieces are nice, but it's just gorgeous game, time. gorgeous board. Yeah. Yeah. Has has a uh, big Chinese checkers vibes just in terms of its presentation. Uh, it's like, wow, I can't wait to play that thing. Um, and then lets you down so spectacularly that it's like nigh unplayable. I, I never want to play Nine Men's Morris ever again. You have to line up three balls, and then when you do, a voice goes mill, and then the opposing player loses one of their balls, yes. one of their like marbles or whatever. Right. Um, and you just do that until they have two, and it takes forever. Yeah. It takes what feels like a lifetime. I lost a year of my life because of Nine Men's Morris, the worst game. By far, I yeah, think. I, I agree with you. Um, do you want to go next? What, what's another sure. game in your in your craft tier? Uh, the next one is Dots and Boxes. <laughs> um, you have that in craft tier. Okay, interesting. Yeah. I do not. Okay. Dots and Boxes is the kind of game that is very fun if you're in detention in high school yes. and it's all you're given. Uh-huh. Uh, it is a game where you have to uh, draw lines and then if you can connect them, you color in a box. It has a really all these games tend to have really good presentations. So I love the like kind of handwrite, you know, the the school paper with the, you know, hand drawn stuff on it. But like I, I really tried to imagine a day where I'm like, you know what? I come home from work, I kick off my shoes and I play dots and boxes. Yes. It is. You've got to be an incredibly boring person to <laughs> seek out dots and boxes for fun. Yeah. No, yeah, man. Here's, here's the thing yeah. is like I the, the way the way I envision this list for me is like crap tier is stuff that just like there is no chance like you couldn't you couldn't convince me to play this game ever again. Okay. Right. Gotcha. Like as soon as you get to the D tier, the one right above crap tier, it's like that's stuff that there's there's I I'm never going to seek it out. But there's a slight chance that maybe somebody else could tell me like, oh, I'm really into playing X game and like maybe yeah. I would do it. You know, there's enjoyment to be had. Cra- for craft sure. here is like you come to me asking to play. Nine Men's Morris, <laughs> and I, you get a flat out no with no explanation because you you don't I don't know you one you know like that that's as, yeah. as far as the conversation goes. Here's the thing: I didn't have dots and boxes in in craft here. Uh, absolutely open to moving it there, so I'm gonna move it there for the official tier list as well. <laughs> okay, so I swayed you. Yeah, I completely agree. 
<laughs> what was your next game in craft here? We'll go back and forth. Uh, next one I have is um, Hares and Hounds. Or yeah, that was, that was that uh, was near the end of craft here for me, solely because I like the design of the pieces. Yeah, but it's in craft here. It yeah. is definitely in craft here. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a game in which uh, there are three hounds uh, chasing after a hare. Uh, it is a game that is uh, what's known as a solved game, which means that people have figured out every permutation of how to play this game. Uh, so there, there, there's no surprising element to this really anymore. Not that I know all of the solved versions of this game, uh, but it, it's it just feels so remarkably unbalanced and so unfun um, that I, I just can't recommend playing it um, outside of the one time that you should play it just so you can like get the check mark on, on Clubhouse Games uh, so you can eventually <laughs> watch the end credits. And while Nine Men's Morris takes forever, uh, Hares and Hounds is over like disappointingly quick. Just yes. like, oh, that's that's really it. Okay. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, what's next? Uh, sevens is next. Yeah, for me. I also had Sevens uh, on my list. Yeah, Sevens. This, is this just is a card game, I know, but it, it really does feel like someone is secretly convincing you to do chores. Uh, it's a card game where <laughs> yeah. sevens are lined up and you have to put cards that are either increasing or decreasing value. And it's just like not fun at all. No. It's just a really zero percent. Yeah, it feels like it feels like homework. Oh, wait, I'm um, sorry. We haven't mentioned if any of these if these games are jellical or not. Dots and boxes. Uh, I want to say Dots and Boxes is not jellical. I am going to say Harrison Hounds is jellical, though, even though I think Harrison Hounds tier. might be jellical. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I think it's Jellical. Sevens, so, sevens not is, Jellical. This is definitely not Jellical. No. Yeah, not Jellical. Oh, sevens is, is, the, is the old man who owns the, <laughs> who owns the cats, you know? Yeah, he's the one who doesn't... He sees them as regular cats. He's like, who's who's dancing? I don't see anything. <laughs> um, um, okay, next in next? Craft here, I think it's my turn, uh, is Ludo, which is this, this uh, game's version of Sorry... <laughs> If you've played Sorry, the the popular kids board game by, uh, I don't know, probably Hasbro or like Mattel or someone just terrible. You and I, you and I were on a mission the other night to play all 51 clubhouse games in preparation for this episode. (laughs) Uh, And you this is like, I think maybe the most pitch perfect example of why this game deserves being crapped here. You quit the entire get you hit the home button and then closed Clubhouse Games 51 Worldwide Classics to escape Ludo because you hated it so much. I just remember we were on the phone and you were like, I had a really rough day. I was like, let's play Ludo. And then every, every time you roll the dice, you get going, Ludo, I mean, sorry, Ludo. Um, I think this game does originate in India, which is kind of cool to learn, like, the roots of it, which became, I guess, sorry in the in the U.S. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's just rolling the dice. There's really no strategy at all, and it takes forever. And you can't quit it. You have to close. It's if like, you're playing online, yeah, you you can't quit. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Awful. Jellical or not jellical? <laughs> not jellical. Yeah, I, don't I think, think I agree it's with jellical. you. Yeah. Um, uh, what, what's next? How, do you have another one in your list still? I have a feeling you're going to disagree with me, and I'm going to say right off the bat, it is jellical, but it is in craft here. Uh, slot cars. Um, oh, this, okay. You mentioned earlier that you know you can connect the switches and like you know make custom course uh, courses, which is really cool. But the act of actually playing it is just not <laughs> fun at all. I agree. Like you yeah. either have to trace with the. It's like that Mario Party One mini game. It's based on slot cars, where you just have to like kind of imagine the track with your uh, control stick or hold A and like. It basically amounts to like just suddenly breaking and then not like it's hard to. Yeah, it's just like very tedious. I think it could probably be fun 
with the you know switches around but like as a single player game and uh, playing it online it just also you can't play it online you can't play it online but beautiful presentation this is like one of the coolest looking games in yeah. the in the package but it's just so not fun yeah i ha- i had <laughs> so. this in d tier um i'm i'm not i'm not a I'm not super opposed to putting it in craft here, honestly, because like it's not a game that I'm ever going to seek out and play. It's more of like a if I'm showing Clubhouse games to someone else, like maybe I would show them slot cars is kind of why yeah. I didn't put it in craft here. I, I, I could I could settle for being in low because I think, I think there's enough cool stuff with it, like presentation wise and mechanically, but it's yeah. just not fun. So you could put it in low. You, you think D tier? Um, OK, cool. I think I think it deserves a little bit more, and it is right. Jellicle. What are what so. are your what are your tiers named? I, I want I want to go with yours because mine are, mine is just S A B C D crap. <laughs> so mine is it's S A B C D crap, and then the piano, and then the piano. Right? Okay. Okay. Cool. I just want to make sure that we we have the same uh, yeah. naming conventions. Um, <laughs> S A B C D crap. That's our superhero team name. I have a uh, pig's tail in crap tier. See, I have it in low tier, but. Uh, I basically have all the luck card games in low tier because I'm like just impressed that they made them kind of fun to play, even though they're like just completely chance based. Yeah. But this game does oink at you a lot. So I could see why you don't want to play it. <laughs> yeah, I, I just had kind of no interest in playing this game again. Um, I, I actually have the, the luck based games kind of strewn all over the place. Um, I'll, yeah. I'll actually mention right now. I also have uh, was it Takayaki uh, in in craft here as well. Those are the oh, two. Really? Lo- I had that. I had that in low because I actually was kind of charmed by the presentation of it. I could see that being really fun to play with like a younger family member or mm. something but, yeah yeah uh so, okay so how, how do you feel about them uh first of all jellicle or not jellicle on both of those games i, I think they're both jellicle <laughs> uh, whether or not they're both crap <laughs> um i think uh i kind of uh, I, I, I i'm happy with them being in either i think that you could put pig's tail in crap i kind of want sukiyaki to be in low but like i totally understand if you want to put them both. I, no I'm, I'm with this i i very much feel that yeah. i I, lo- I love that uh delineation between the two of them i think it's deserved um yeah. and that does that conclude our craft here do you have anything else in there yeah i only had nine men's morris dots and boxes sevens ludo hairs and has and slot cars okay Cool. So, so so just to go over the changes, we've added Pigstail there and Slot yeah. Cars has moved out of there into D tier. That feels right. Um, and uh, then yeah. I had Takayaki and Craft here. And now that's in D tier as well. Cool. Um, cool. So should, should we move on to D? Yeah. So what do you have there starting off? Uh, yeah, let's go through here. Um, I, I had dots and boxes and I no longer do. Uh, next up in D tier, I had matching. Yeah, matching's in mine as well. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Not Jellicle, I don't think. No, not a Jellical game. I mean, it is like, hey, dear listener, I'm not going to explain what matching is. It is exactly what you think. Um, We're going to run into that a bit. You know, stuff like checkers. Yeah, I'm not going to explain checkers on the show. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, yeah. Ma- matching. I don't know. It's there's there's not a whole lot <laughs> worth noting going on there. Um, I played it once just so I could get the check mark and then move on yeah. to the next thing. That's pretty much it. It is. I think the reason it's in low and not crap is like there's at least a game happening here. There's yes, at least something yes, agreed. That is being asked of you, right? Uh, so it didn't feel cool, like yeah. pulling my own tooth out with a by tying it to a doorknob. Uh, yeah. to to play it, you know. <laughs> yeah, crap here is like actively <laughs> like Painful. a bad experience. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so we're past that now. So it's only getting better from here. But low is still like okay. 
So you had matching. I also had that. My first one was toy curling and uh, low. Um, I also had toy curling in, in D. Yeah. So to- toy curling, sound, I was so excited for it. So I had high expectations. I'm like, what is this going to be? It's just, again, cool presentation. All the toy games have a really cool presentation. So it's like this toy kit with an, with a you know resembling an ice rink. And both sides just shoot out the shot put like pucks, I guess, whatever they're called. Like, you know, you shoot them out and like you basically just have to like end the game with one of yours or the most of yours closest to the middle. But there's no sweeping part of it. And that's like what makes curling exciting. Yeah. Agreed. Totally agreed. Yeah. It's just it's truly like a very uh, it's just kind of like I could see someone having fun with this, but I didn't. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, and it was not what I wanted from Curling. So. I think if the sweeping was in here, it would be a Jellical game. But because the sweeping has been removed, it is no longer Jellical. And that's why it's so low. Yeah, totally. This game does not benefit from not being Jellical. <laughs> yes, I agree. Um, um, okay. What should I talk about next? Uh, next in in uh, low tier, I'm gonna I'm gonna say speed. The card that was game exactly speed. mine. Yeah, really. I had speed next. Yeah. Well, I I love how much this is lining up already. Um, yeah, speed uh, is just like what if we turned uh, playing like war into into uh, more of an anxiety fueled nightmare experience? It just it's just not fun. I just didn't have a fun time playing it at all. Really. Yeah. Um, this could be a fun game to play in person at like summer camp. I feel like it is a fun game to play in person. Yeah. I used to play yeah. speed a lot when I was in like first grade. Yeah, yeah, but like on the Switch as a thirty-year-old, not as much. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, Jellical or not Jellical? Not Jellical. Yeah, I think I agree with you. Uh, what's next on Jellical your list? Jellical cats take their time. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. God damn yeah, it, that I agree. sucked. Uh, what's next for me? Yeah, uh, this is definitely going to be a point of attention. Next for me is fishing. Whoa. I bit my I bit my tongue earlier this episode. So I think that you're right in that it is it is a cool presentation. And it is very much the Animal Crossing stuff. But I found like it feels like a at least for me it felt a little bit like a weird like it felt like someone made like a knockoff version of the Animal Crossing fishing. Mm-hmm. And there's like giant shadows everywhere. So it's like. This kind of unsettling vision of like a, a a river full of giant fish, yeah. which like took away from like the more zen aspect for me. Um, it's not a bad game, and I definitely am open to bumping it up as we as we say all this out loud. I definitely think it's better than matching, but <laughs> I uh, I also just wasn't as into it. I found it kind of off putting. Okay, um, very interesting. So, I I had yeah. a great time with fishing. I didn't have like the best time with fishing. Um, yeah. So so here here's kind of where I net out is that I had fishing at B and you had it at D. So we might as well just move it into C. Is kind of yeah where that I works feel. for me. Yeah, um, if we find games that like were higher for one of us, we can just like knock them out as we go. And yeah, that works fine. So I'm um, I'm gonna move fishing to C tier. Um, I, I I think fishing's great. I ended up playing it like way more than I thought I was going to. Um, yeah. I I thought that it was gonna be. I thought that this was gonna be the game that made me think it should have just been. 50 clubhouse games you know like why 51 um yeah like i i thought that fishing was going to be the 51st clubhouse game uh turns out it's not <laughs> men's morris but um anyway or piano who knows depending on how you slice it uh yeah. fishing jellical or not jellical i think it is jellical in the sense that all the fish are waiting to be caught at their new life you know <laughs> 
I love that. That's a great take. I was just going to say Jellicle and the fact that it's super not a board game or a yeah or a game even. It sure is more Jellicle than matching. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it stands out from the crowd is, is what I mean. Um, totally. Cool. Okay. So we're still on D tier. I'm still going through some stuff. I have a bunch going on here. Uh, Hex. Another game in my D tier. I had this in C, but like I, I kind of feel indifferently towards it. Hex is a uh, version of uh, Gomaku, I believe. Kind uh, of, but- yeah. Rather than connecting five um, or Gomoku, uh, I believe it's pronounced either way. Or um, just go. Yeah. Go, right. That's that's how I've heard it. Um, Hex is like if you had to connect that all the way across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I, I think this is one of those games where I'm like, I didn't have a great time with it personally, but I could see someone enjoying it more than me. So I had it in the middle. Yeah. But, I'm fine with it being low, too. I don't even think we mentioned this, but I the, the way that you and I ranked this stuff was like, how much fun did we have personally, but also how good of a job did Nintendo do with like taking this thing and putting it into this video game? Yeah. Um, which, which like definitely plays a huge part of it. Um, yeah. And, like we're not saying chess is, is a good or bad game. Right. <laughs> we're just like, how did Nintendo do it here? Yeah. Steven Hilger and Brendan Bigley are not the people who should definitively decide where chess falls. <laughs> on the spectrum of how good of a game it is um anyway uh yeah hex hex i did i didn't find super fun i had it in low tier uh do you want to bump it up or do you or are you cool with it in d um i'm cool with it in d i also think maybe you're not gonna fight for hex (laughs) i think for whether the games are jellicle or not we should just assume they're not and say if they are how does that work for you okay that's fine by me yeah 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 uh do you want to talk about more games in d yeah uh the next game i had was dominoes um feel like this could be higher i just can't really grasp how it's played like still Mm. um and i'm also like why didn't you just give me the opportunity to to knock down dominoes on the switch and watch them just for fun you know just to let me arrange my own patterns so that would have been so fun like a piano adjacent experience i know it's not how to play it but i just like wasn't super into dominoes they do it's a cool presentation too i if you had a higher i'm down for it being like in the middle or lower i had it i had it as as c tier and like honestly i don't really know why now that i'm thinking about it more i I feel like maybe it does belong in d i think i think i'm with you d for dominoes d for dominoes not jellicle yeah i agree uh more (laughs) games in the d tier uh i i had uh both actually i'm gonna i'm gonna mention two of them at the same time battle tanks and team tanks i both had in d i had them at the tail end of c but honestly like these are two games that i thought were gonna be way more fun than they are and they are kind of real bland and then once, and like, once you get through the like four levels they have for each there's no reason to play them again anyway yeah um, so yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll put them in low i think that works yeah i i just i it, I don't I don't really know why these are in here in the first place. Um, yeah, but they weren't bad. They just like they, they weren't crapped here. But like, I'm never going to play them again. It's kind of where yeah. I land. that's where I land with yeah. most of the stuff that's in D. It's just like crapped here is stuff that I'm like, actually, like I, I it physically hurt to to play. And I, I never want to do it again. And, and I'm upset that I had to in the first place. D tier is stuff that's like, OK, well, I did it once and that's fine, but I'm probably not going to go back to it. And that's how I feel about both of the tanks games in here. Yeah, totally. I agree. Uh, what else do you have? Indeed. I have uh, uh, War was my next one I had in here. Interesting. Um, I, I might actually I, fight for War a little bit. I think War is like, the reason I have War here is because 
it's you know it's all luck based but it's also like tokiaki is so well presented that it makes it better like the the version of war on switch is the best version of war you can play weirdly enough mm-hmm. but it's still war I, I couldn't justify putting it any higher yeah i, um, I had it in c tier i had it one level up just because it's so fucking goofy and the way they presented yeah. it is so like so joyful I'm down um, for that. I'm down for, I'm, and I think it's Jellicle. I think it's a Jellicle game. I think it's a Jellicle game too. I completely agree, especially <laughs> with, with the sound effects that they have going on there. Yeah, it just it just feels better to me than both of the tanks matching. games, for example. Yeah, or matching, no, you're you know? totally right. You're totally right. Bump it up. Okay, and it's Jellicle, and and it's um, Jellicle. You know, uh, so I anyway, had one yeah. more game. Do you have any more games in low? I, I had a couple. Yeah. So oh, okay. Let, Why don't you go first then? Oh, no, 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 you go. I'm, I'm interested. What What do you have? Uh, the next one I had was toy baseball. Um, ooh, very honestly, I had toy. Let me just like be upfront. Toy baseball, I had at C. Very happy to move it to D. You and I played toy baseball together the other day. Yeah, and it was like excruciating. We went out of our way to like be proven wrong by toy baseball because like it, again one of the best presentation like it's such a cool like little baseball kit like the people in the outfield are like rotating back and forth and you know the pitcher is like a spring it, it's really cool but it is impossible it is impossible to do well as uh, the batter the pitcher is an omnipotent god <laughs> and, and your chances at anything shy of a foul are non-existent yeah <laughs> or anything greater than that it is it is truly nightmarish and like the more we played the worse it got yeah um, you and i yeah it is worth noting as you mentioned before but like we played multiple rounds of this because we were like we we have to like maybe it was just like the first <laughs> game just like we, yeah. we needed to like shake off some dust or something or like figure out what what, what what's going wrong here and the more we played the worse it got yeah i'm very happy with this in d tier um i i don't think oh Maybe it's a Jellicle, actually. It is Jellicle. I think it but is Jellicle. Still, yeah. yeah. I think it is Jellicle just because it's like, it's so uh, like labyrinthine and infinite and it's and it's torment. Yeah. Um, that it is Jellicle. So, yeah. Okay. I think a lot of the toy games are Jellicle, honestly. Um, yeah. Except for curling. How many? <laughs> you have no more games in D tier? That's it for you? That was it for me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have a couple more. Yeah. Okay, go for it. Uh, shooting gallery. That was like again tail end of uh, C tier. This is similar to tanks. I think it's better than tanks, but it's still like you've got one level and that's it. And it's like a very bizarre like countryside with UFOs. It's, it's very strange, and it's sort of like a yeah. one and done kind of game. So I that's the thing. That's that's why I put yeah. it in in D tier. Is like it's a game that I'm just never gonna play again. Like when, yeah. once I get into C tier, those are games that I could see myself being convinced to check out, or like might even check yeah. out on my own again at some point. Uh, D tier is point. like I'm not I'm not gonna play ever again. And again, crap tier is like I'm upset that I played them the first time. Um, <laughs> and, and shooting yeah. gallery is like so much in that wheelhouse of just like I, I did it One, once. Yeah. I, I can't see an instance in which I'm going to want to check it out again. Yeah. Is Jellicle, though. UFOs and trains. Oh, I yeah. think this is totally the Skibbleshanks railway tracks of levels. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, I, I agree. OK. Did you have anything else? In, yeah, in I, I had a couple more, actually. Um, next one you might disagree with. And I'm, I'm open to uh, moving this because maybe I didn't put enough time into it. I did play a bunch of it, though. Uh, toy boxing. Oh, wow. I had that. I had that in B. I had that much higher. OK. Um, interesting. I think. 
I would settle for C for toy boxing because I do think it's so, first of all, very jellical. Second of all, uh, (laughs) it is just so goofy and fun and like is a fun, tense thing I could see myself going back to. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't really make a lot of sense and it's over so quickly. Yes. But that's kind of my issue with it. But yeah. Yeah. Like, I think it's something that like I personally would. You know, if I was showing this collection of games to someone, I would definitely play toy boxing with them. You're right. You're right. So, it, sh- it shouldn't be in D tier. It should absolutely be in yeah. C tier. I agree with you. I think C. I think C is more appropriate. Okay. Uh, so yeah. Um. Okay. Here's my here's my, here's my last one in D tier, which is like very specific just to me. Uh, I know you're not going to agree with this, but maybe you might be fine with it. In D tier, the last game I have is Spider Solitaire, and the reason, oh, man, the okay. reason I have Spider Solitaire in D tier is that Klondike Solitaire is so clearly the best version of Solitaire that exists. And this is coming from me, a person who loves Solitaire. I have like five different variants of Solitaire downloaded on my iPhone at any given time. Uh, Spider Solitaire, just so inferior that I could never see myself playing it if Klondike exists, which it does in this game. And that that's that's my reasoning. Uh, is it Jellical? I think the answer is yes. But yeah, totally. But I, I'm never going to play it again as long as Klondike Solitaire is also in this bundle. My biggest complaint with the Spider Solitaire is it doesn't have the winning animation that it did on like Microsoft XP. Agreed. It's like I have this above Klondike Solitaire. I like Spider Solitaire Woof. a lot. Yeah, uh, maybe that's a hot take. But I would settle for C. I don't think I think that that is a subjective enough take on Spider <laughs> Solitaire that it's not inherently low, but I'm happy to put it in the middle. OK, because I had it that's... in A tier. So that's <laughs> I'm making a pretty, pretty big compromise. Oh, boy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> here, here's what I'll say. And, and look, I, I preface that because I knew that it wasn't a great take. Um, I am very comfortable with wherever Klondike Solitaire exists, we can also put Spider Solitaire. Let's do that. And we, and we can put Klondike up to the left of Spider. So it's like, you know, okay. a notch above. Great, yeah. great, great. I love that. That sounds good. Okay. I like that a lot, too. Okay. Uh, that That's it for D tier for me. M- moving on to C tier, which, by the way, worth recapping, we already have uh, fishing, war, and toy boxing in C tier right now. Cool. Uh, I had originally uh, shooting gallery and the two tanks were in C tier, but you, I you rightfully convinced me to move them down. Is hex is is hex still low tier? Or is that in mid tier as well? Uh, I still have that in D. Do, do you think that we should move that up? No, I'm probably never gonna play hex again. You can keep it. In yeah, low. yeah. Um, okay. Uh, the next game I have in in C tier. This is stuff that like isn't my favorite, but I would definitely play again if someone wanted to, is Renegade. Uh, Renegade was my next game in C tier. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't like it quite as much as Go or the other similar games, but like I, I think it's mostly because I don't fully grasp it yet. Mm-hmm. But I do see how this could be fun, and, and I'll probably try to revisit it eventually. Yeah, this is a game I had in the B tier specifically because I knew that I didn't fully grasp it yet. But like if yeah. I did, I might end up loving it. Um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm fine with moving it to C. Um, I had it in B, but I, I can move it down because I, I haven't fully grasped it yet. And maybe even when I do, it, sh- it should still be in C. Uh, also in C tier... Uh, what, what should I pick? I have a sliding puzzle. I had that in B, but, um, okay. I'm kind of like, I, I had it in B because I think it's one of the more creative presentations. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really, it's a fun time. I mean, I, I think that that's something that I would probably try to do again. I think I would definitely play it like with my family. 
I could see it going in C though, but I, I kind of wanted to reward it for being like a yeah. clockwork turtle. The thing about it, I think, <laughs> is that um, and it's jellical. It's jellical for sure. I I, I agree. That's jellical. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you got a turtle with a little like uh you know wind yeah. up thing going on on its back. Um, the thing about sliding puzzle, and this is again maybe very subjective. So I think I I agree with you. Maybe it should go up to B. Ah, oh, should it go up to B? We'll talk about it later. The thing about sliding puzzle is that it reminds me too much of the hacking mini game in Bioshock One, which is a game that I'm currently <laughs> replaying um, and hate. Uh, not that I hate Bioshock okay. One, I hate the hacking puzzle in Bioshock One, and sliding puzzle just feels like that again. And it's not. I know they're very, uh, very uh, different, but uh, it does feel that way. It evokes the same uh, mental hurdles. So okay. that's kind of my issue. I'm, with down, it. I'm down to bump it down a bit if you want to put it in C. Okay. C is still like a pretty good place. It's something that like yes. you would revisit if you wanted to. I agree. Um, yeah. Yeah. C, okay. I'm glad. I'm glad that we feel that way because I was gonna. Yeah. I was gonna eventually have to argue to move it down anyway if we moved it up to B. Just looking at what else is in B. Okay. What do you have next? What's in C? Uh, next in C was Carom. 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 Karen was a game that you and I played that is very similar to billiards, but with sort of like uh, you are flicking kind of a, a checker-ish piece on a flat board and you restart from the same position every time. Um, we, I feel like we started off kind of hesitant and we ended up liking it the longer we played it. Um, I can see this even going up the more I play it, but for now it's, it's a game that I'm like interested in, but not like going to fall back to. Yeah. Yeah, I, I ended up checking it out a couple more times after you and I played it together uh, and, and found it to just be like an extremely goofy time, but like maybe not a fun time um, and just kind of doubled down on that opinion. I, I didn't really enjoy it too much after that. But the fact that you and I kept saying Carom over and over again while we were playing it <laughs> makes me think that there is something about this game that is jellical. <laughs> and this is another one, too, that we said, like, if this was in person, this would be way more fun. Yeah, but this feels like. A game that would benefit from being in person. Yeah. So, Jellical game, but definitely in C. Yeah, I think that feels right. Um, Up next in C tier, uh, I have Chinese Checkers. Oh, man. I had Chinese Checkers uh, pretty high, my friend. Really? Uh, they were in A tier for me. Okay, yeah. okay. I was into them. Um, <laughs> I never felt more judged. No, 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 not at all. I mean, hey, that, that's the whole reason the tier list exists, right? Um, I think it's a, I think it's a really fun game. It's super accessible and it's really lovely in it its is presentation. Very accessible, I agree. So I, I would settle for B if you want to knock it down a bit, but I think it's definitely better than than C. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's fine. That's fine by me. Um, I I just personally couldn't see myself like opting to play it a lot. Is kind of my issue. The the sure. the C tier for me is like I will play it again, uh, but it's never going to be my go to. Whereas B tier starts to get into go tos for me, so I'll, I'll put it I'll I'll put it in B tier for now. Yeah, we we can haggle it later, but yeah, I think um, I agree. I think I felt I liked it enough that uh, it's funny that they're next to each other. My two worst takes: Spider Solitaire and Chinese Checkers are right next to each other <laughs> in A tier. Um, uh, well, uh, I guess I'll go next for C tier. Yes. Next one I had in there was darts. Uh, we played this together. I also had um, darts. I'm very happy. Yeah. I thought I was going to have to argue for darts in C tier. This is someone that I, I, this is a game that I wanted to like way more because I think like darts are now becoming like the de facto JRPG minigame. Right. You know, right, FF7 right, 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 right. Yeah. And Persona 5 Royal. Like I've gotten really into playing darts in those games and this just doesn't feel as good. 
No, uh, it is still very pretty. Like, yeah, it's very pretty. And, you know, the motion controls work okay, but they have you hold the Joy-Con in a strange way. It never really, it just never really benefits from being on here. I wonder if it plays better using the touch controls, but even still, like, uh, I, I had a very okay time with darts. Yeah, I, um, I ended up playing it with touch controls after you and I played it with motion controls um, and still did not have a very good time with it. So, uh, yeah, yeah, kind of C tier, but also is one of those games that I would show to people, I think. Yeah, in the future. totally. It's a novelty and it is Jellicle, I think. The sleazy bar has a Jellicle vibe yeah. for sure. Um, weirdly, on a, on a similar note uh, and for similar reasons, I also had bowling in, in C tier. Me too. Me too. Okay, yeah. great, great, great. Yeah. Um, wow, I'm so glad to hear that. I thought that was going to be another <laughs> argument moment. Um, I mean, in a world where like it's following Wii Sports Bowling, this just feels kind of embarrassing. Yes, like, yeah. Uh, it, it, it still works. It's still bowling, but like isn't nearly as good as Wii Bowling, which came out like a decade ago. Yeah. Or, or longer than that. Right. So like, you know, it's, it's very fine. Yeah. Um, this works better with the touch controls, I will say, uh, but you know, even still, it's not great. Yeah, I just um, found it more boring with touch controls. Was kind of yeah, the thing. Was same. like motion controls don't work well enough for me to feel good about it, and and touch controls were kind of a bummer. They um, feel like they're cheating almost. I got strikes like constantly with touch controls. Yeah, exactly. Here's the last one that I had in C tier. Well, do you have any more in C tier? I had two more. Okay, yeah. Actually, um, give me your two more, and then and then we'll talk about mine because I know that mine is going to be contentious, so I, I want to save it. The remaining two I had were uh, toy soccer and yacht dice. Toy soccer. I'm I'm immediately going to say yes to that. I'm going to immediately yeah. say like yes, let's move toy soccer to, to C tier. I feel good about that. Um, I don't... toy soccer is fun. It's definitely it's like sort of foosball ish, but like is just like not as not as good as the other toy sports. It's better than toy baseball for sure. Better than toy curling, but it's not nearly as good as uh, the other ones. That's interesting. I had it. I had it as the top toy game of all of them. Um, oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I only had it in B tier, uh, so I only had it one peg above uh, toy boxing. Um, but uh, I, I did definitely have it as as the, as the top toy game. Um, yeah, I'm 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 fine with moving it to C though. That's fine. That's, yeah, that's cool. And uh, yacht dice is my other one, but I'm also willing to move <sighs> yacht dice up a bit. Yacht dice, want. I love. I mean, yeah, we had a fun time playing it. Yeah, I, the, I told you this as soon as we started playing it together. But but yacht dice, which uh, it's worth noting again, uh, is is just Yahtzee, but like unbranded. Um, yeah, yacht dice is a game that I have played many many times, like upwards of like ten to fifteen times on the Nintendo Switch, and I've only won one single time, and that was when you and I played it against each other. <laughs> um, I am ter- I'm terrible at yacht dice. Uh, I had I had yacht dice in A tier. I'm I'm honestly willing to put it up. Honestly, I don't. I feel like this was wrong. I must have just been tired and and took out my wrath on yacht dice. I think <laughs> Let, let's move it up to B. Are you are you cool with that? B for now, yeah. I, I think we'll probably do a lot of switching around once we get into the higher ones. Um, but yeah, we can we can move it up to B for now, and then we can talk from there. Cool. Okay. Um, yeah, that was my C tier. We're pretty much on the same page for most of that, which is cool. Until right now, where I also in C tier have chess. <laughs> really yes wow okay uh so i think just just by nature of it being chess i had it in the top tier just like top top having yeah it was in it was in the top top um oh man i just think you know having chess on the switch is really nice um i am bummed out by the lack like this is a game that really really could have benefited uh not jellicle to spoil it 
Uh, and chess is inherently a jellical game. What am I saying? But, you know, <laughs> outside of that bit that I'm already getting tired of. Uh, <laughs> We've I'm been recording for today. so long. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time. Uh, I find that the that just having one board and, and one type of piece is kind of limiting. If you're going to have chess on the Switch, like, it'd be fun to have, like, you know, different versions of pieces in the boards and stuff. I, um, I, why'd you have it so low? I agree. I Here's the thing, like... I like playing chess just fine. I don't need chess on my Nintendo Switch. Uh, I like playing, I don't know, I, I've enjoyed playing chess in person with people, but chess is never a game that I'm like, oh man, you know what I could really go for? A good game of chess right now. Um, See, I just, I know, like, I like chess. I know a lot of people that would love to play chess on their Switch. So I think, like... I get that. I, I would bump it up to at least B. I don't think it needs to be, like, A or S. Uh, but I think I think it, it definitely is better. Like putting chess uh, left of toy soccer just feels a little sacrilegious. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, but, I think it should be B. But also right now in B, that would put it with Chinese checkers and yacht dice, which like actually maybe that is fine. Right. That feels like the place for it. Honestly. Chinese checkers yeah. is an extremely popular game. Yahtzee is obviously also an extremely popular game. Uh, yeah, maybe totally. it's fine. Maybe it's fine. OK, B tier. I'm fine with that. Yeah, uh, yeah which, I, I, I found with that as well. Speaking of which, we're now in the B tier. So this is like, you know, we have B, A, and S. So B is like, these are starting to become go-tos, right? Yes. Like, how how would you characterize B, uh, uh, you know, alongside A and S? Like, S is like, you know, personal favorites, think they're the best. A is like yeah. go, go-tos, and B is like kind of, I guess, just a lesser version yeah, of that. Yeah, as we talked about before, but like uh, Clubhouse Games 51 Worldwide Classics for the <laughs> Nintendo Switch is is filling this hole for me where like if I have five to eight minutes and like I can, I can knock something out, S tier are the games that I will do that with. You know, like if I have a certain amount of time that I need to fill and I'm not really sure what to do, like the S tier are those games. A tier is like, okay, I have a little bit more time or like there's a very... Sp- there's a very specific vibe that I'm looking for in, in that sense. That's when I go for a tier and B tier is like just stuff that I really appreciate. And like, um, that might not be go-tos, but I'll play them anyway. Uh, it's worth noting. There's yeah. like, there's a train outside, there's fireworks. I don't, I don't know what the fuck's going on <laughs> here in the New Jersey suburbs. I, uh, we, we've been like holding on recording as all this stuff has been happening. I just don't even care anymore. I, let's just get through the rest of this list. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I think someone's celebrating our list. Finally, probably they said yeah. ranking chess. Yeah. Oh, um, they said darts was jellical. Finally. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so kicking off the B tier. Yeah. Uh, well, I worth noting, we already have Chinese checkers, yacht dice, and chess in there. Just wanted to say that again. Totally. Um, and adding to that roster, I had Hanafuda. Uh, I put Hanafuda in B. I also had Hanafuda um, in B. Yeah. This is a game that you and I are like so blown away by the concept and and design of the cards but still don't really know how to play it at all yeah i feel like this is a game that once we like we played it a few times too it just it's a lot of info and it's kind of hard to parse but right now to me um, it feels like luck and i know eventually it won't and then that's when it's going to be great yeah yeah exactly um so i think i think b for hanafuda is great and also very jellical yeah uh Moving on. Absolutely. Old Deuteronomy turned into a card game. <laughs> yeah. um, it might be the most jellical game in the in the pack, honestly. I think I agree. To, yeah. Uh, B tier. Blackjack. Uh, I also had Blackjack. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's Blackjack. It's Blackjack. There, there's, yeah. uh, you know, 21 is a number, and uh, you got to get there. Hit me. 
Um, <laughs> uh, next up, I had backgammon in B tier. I also have backgammon in B tier. That's that's a game that I used to play with my dad like way back when in like middle school and grade school. Um, and like yeah. never really like we played it a lot and then just didn't for like another 10 to 15 years. Uh, and then Same. like recently, just because of this game, I was like, oh, wow, backgammon is actually great. I wish I had yeah. played this more. It was the first game I played uh, in this pack with you, and and I had a great time with it. Yeah. Um, it's not something that like I would rush to, but it's also like definitely something I would show, and and is something I played with my parents growing up. So I, I have a special place in my heart for backgammon. Yeah. Um. Cool. Uh. What else is it? Oh wait, did, did you say backgammon or did I say back? I, I said backgammon, but you also had backgammon. Okay, next up in B tier is checkers. Just regular ass uh, checkers. I think that works. I had it in A, but I think you can put checkers in B tier. Yeah. Oh, backgammon, not jellical. All blackjack. Jellical. Yeah, I think I think blackjack is jellical. All the gambling games I think are jellical. Okay. Yeah, I'm on board with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, what did you? What did? What, what do you think about checkers? I don't think it's very jellical. <laughs> I don't think it's jellical. I think I think B tier is also more appropriate for it. Yeah, um, it is worth like we both learned something we didn't know about checkers from this game, which was kind of interesting. You, uh, it was that if you can take a piece, you have to like that has to be your move. Oh yeah, did not know that. Yeah, that, um, that's the weird thing about these kinds of like bundles of games uh, is, is that you learn all these very specific rules that you didn't know existed. Uh, yeah, which is very interesting. But um, yeah, what what else do you have in B tier? Uh, next, I had Klondike Solitaire. So I guess we could put Spider and Klondike. Yeah, where where'd you have Klondike Solitaire? I had Klondike Solitaire in A tier. Oh, okay. So hey, I'll, I'll give you this. We can put Spider Solitaire in B and Klondike in A. I'm fine with that. Because that's just, we had we had the same thing, but flipped. And I think, uh, uh, I think you're right. You're just, I think you should. You're just, you're just here to please me. And that's, that's so nice of you. <laughs> wow. On, on a Sunday night, no less. Um, what's next for you in B tier? Uh, Klondike Solitaire. I I just also want to mention, as much as I love it, not not very jellical. Um, no. B tier. What else did I have in here? We talked about blackjack. We talked about backgammon. We talked about checkers. Oh, Texas Hold'em, the other uh, gambling game. Oh, I had that uh, much higher. Did you? I had that in, I had that in S tier. I really like Texas Hold'em. Here's the thing. I yeah. think I'm gonna get to that point. Yeah. I think that yeah. that's gonna be. I haven't played enough of it. Um, yeah. But I think eventually I'm probably gonna feel that way about it as well. I love how the betting works. I like the the index for the different types of hands you can have. I played this a lot in high school. Yeah. Uh, when when poker got big uh, in 2004 <laughs> as a freshman. Uh huh. Um. So I I I really like it. Um. Not to sway you too much, but I think it should at least be A. Okay. I'm I'm than, very yeah. fine with that moving to A. I feel good about it. Uh. And and as yeah. we mentioned, that's that's a jellical game. Um, yeah. Cool. Uh, Europe. Uh, I had toy boxing in B. I think we already moved it though. Is it in C? Uh, toy or is it still in B? Toy boxing. Right now we have in C tier. Yeah, that works. Um, the next game I had in B tier was uh Go. Uh, Go Moku. I yeah, I'd, um, I'd go in there as well. It's great. I'd never played it before. Uh, but in learning how to play it, had it, having a great time with it. Yeah, totally. And I think it's Jellical. Why not? Um, I think it's Jellical too. Yeah. Uh, next game is Jellical and is also B tier. Uh, last card, it's Uno, but in uh, in in this one, you have it higher, don't you? Oh boy, do I? 
Uh, okay. That might be like the reason I got this game that I bought oh, wow. Clubhouse games. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I used to play a lot of Uno online on Xbox 360. So the idea of having an online version of Uno that was made by Nintendo, oof. That, that was totally. the thing that put me over. Uh, and I think it's great. Let's, I think it's an incredible let's game. Let's bump it up to A for now. I feel like okay. we're going to have a discussion of like what is an S by the end. So let's just bump it into A and then we'll... I feel good know, about that. Uh, also, Jellicle. It's, it's, it's a Jellicle yeah. game. Totally. Yeah. Anything with a uh, theatric elimination, Jellicle. Yes. Totally uh, agree. Uh, then next I had... Oh, go ahead. B- yeah, wait, I'm just thinking about what, what else is in B tier. Um, toy... I had Toy Soccer in there, which we already moved down, I believe uh gamohu renegade fishing oh oh uh richie mahjong i had in b me too same yeah, yeah. uh it's a game this... that like truly i don't understand yet um but i think also if i do get a firmer grasp on it we'll probably end up higher than b eventually totally i totally agree and yeah i had uh, mahjong the only other thing i had in b tier was six ball puzzle um six ball puzzle where did i have that which is basically Candy Crush. It's just like uh, a Candy Crush uh, with a really kind of cool like design where like lights above water. Yeah, it's fun. Oh, it's a good, I, it's a I good forgot. Time. I forgot to mention Six Ball Puzzle. I had that in uh, in C tier originally. Uh, oh wow! You, you had it in B tier. I'm honestly fine with that. I mean, I'm fine with it in either place. Uh, yeah, I, I don't really I, mind. I think it's fun. You, you think B tier? I think I think so. I think it's. Uh, I, I definitely. I mean, C tier we have matching, don't we? Or is that in D tier? That's in That's D. D, yeah. Um, I, I, I think it's like, I, I wouldn't put it at the beginning of B tier, but definitely like in the mid, lower end of B tier. I just looked at our recording. Did. We're like at another hour. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Incredible. Okay, anyway. Uh, yeah, this might not be worth it, but we're sure doing it. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> so well, we're moving in. Here we go. We skipped last week so we could do two episodes in one week <laughs> at one time um a tier baby we're getting into these are go-to's these are yeah wait the, uh, i'm just trying to think do i have other things in b oh no i don't never mind i'm sorry you're right continue a tier um so we move checkers uh checkers is the beginning of my a tier um mm. the first game i have here is hit and blow um yeah it is like Ugh. a single player version of battleship it's great uh, uh yeah it's you... it's known uh, more commonly as mastermind uh for those oh, of you okay. who have played that um it's a great game it's a great game yeah it's really fun and it's well done here it's just like it's a really good time it's a great like this i imagine this would be a good airport game i just have i don't know if it's in that bundle but this is totally an airport game yeah i mean um, it, it is so extremely fun uh to just sit there and stare at the board and try and figure out what your next move should be um very very classic uh, it's also single player you know which is great um so yeah yeah uh, very into Hidden Blow. I don't think it's Jellicle, but I do like it a lot. Same. Yeah. Uh, a tier. W- worth noting, uh, also right now, currently, we have Klondike Solitaire, Texas Hold'em, uh, Last Card, and now Hidden Blow in there. Very cool. Um, a tier. Billiards. Yeah, also here. Uh, yeah. I think it's one of the best. Was almost S tier for me. Same. Uh, same here. Yeah. Real good. Uh, yeah. I, as as I mentioned, as you and I were playing together, I have this like long dark history of having a an online uh, pool game that I used to play constantly on my phone. Um, and and uh, this just like really brought back all those memories, and I'm I'm very happy with how it's uh, 
has been done in uh, Clubhouse games. Jellicle or not Jellicle? I actually don't know where it's, I land on this. I think it's Jellicle because you got this sort of lounge vibe. You've got a <laughs> uh, colorful elimination process. Yeah, you, um, you sold me. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, uh, there's also, it, it's worth noting, this is actually one of the games that does have a bunch of different options of how you play it. Um, oh, really? That's awesome. Yeah, there, there's uh, there's uh, nine ball, there's eight ball, and then there's another thing that's just called like simplified, which is, is like whoever gets the most in wins. Um, I want to say this. I fun. think we should bump up billiards to S. I think we both like it more than A, honestly. I truly think it's one of the best. Uh, yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah. I think I maybe just haven't put enough time in it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's up bump, next for bump you? Bump up billiards. Uh, next up for me that we haven't covered is Moncala. I have that. Yeah, in I also have Moncala in A tier. Uh, one of the best like designs, like in in terms of like using the rumble feature, like this is a game where you kind of are gathering pieces, moving them from left to right. It's really simple, really fun. It's a very good balance of like chance and strategy. Yeah. Um, and this is really cool. And it's probably a game you, you may not know and is one of the, a really fun game to learn easily from this. Package. Oh, yeah. so, so it's so easy to learn. Yeah. And I think this is true. Maybe it's not. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's um, it's the first game they have you play. Oh, is it when you download the, the full game? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, AJ. Ugh. I think it depends on which guide you have first, but that might be the case. I definitely played <laughs> I this I thought you were talking on. about the fireworks for a second. Sorry, oh, no, sorry, I was sorry. talking about Moncala. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, you might be right. You might be right. Um, anyway, Moncala is incredible. I didn't realize how much I liked it until I started playing it in this thing. Um, yeah, same. Cool. Uh, next up in A tier, I had golf. Me too. I, yeah. I can't believe I, that golf is this good. Yeah, it's also like... Even though it's not toy golf, it has a really nice aesthetic that fits in with the rest of the of the toy sports. Where it's like a bird's eye view of the golf course, which you don't normally see that presented that way. Yeah, but it really works. And like the design of the nature and the layout of the course is just really beautiful. This is better than we sports golf. Uh, this is like one of the things that that's I think a great point. Yeah, is better than the we sports version because golf was kind of weird. Like the motion controls didn't really work. But here you've got the classic meter. Uh, it just works really well. Yeah, uh, it's like billiards. It just it's like a classic take on a on a proven way to like do that in a video game. Did we say if Moncala was Jellicle or not? Uh, I think Moncala is Jellicle. You think so? Yeah, okay, I'm fine with that. I don't think golf is Jellicle though. No, definitely not. Uh, what do you got next? Next up, I have four in a row. Uh, this is a game yeah, that same. Uh, I had that in there. Seems like it should be lower, but is. I think the best version of like capturing what a game feels like on the switch, mm -hmm. uh, the rumble, the way the piece slides down, uh, and the presentation of it with the clear plastic. Yeah. And you, um, you and I like, noted that there are different backgrounds as you load into the game multiple times. So like you'll, yeah. you'll always get like a different room that you're playing for in a row in it's connect Four, by the way, uh, worth mentioning. It's connect Four, yeah. yeah. Which is like simple and quick and fun. This would probably be in B tier if it wasn't for like, the incredible presentation. Yeah, it is surprisingly um, I, good. It's like wild to say that Connect Four is one of the best games in this bundle, but it sure <laughs> is. And is in the demo. So if you have the demo, you get one of the best ones. Yeah. Um, so I would argue row, two of the best ones, but we'll get to it. Totally. Um, what else do you have in A tier? Uh, in A tier, um, I also had uh, Yacht Dice, which we bumped down to B tier. Um, I had Hit and Blow, which we talked about. 
four in a row. Klondike Solitaire, which is already in here. Uh, oh, actually, I forgot about this one. Toy Tennis. Oh, hell yeah. I had that in S tier, but I'm, I'm happy to bump it down a little bit. Interesting. Uh, yeah, to- Toy Tennis, uh, I, re- I really only liked when you and I played it together. I think that's a situation in which like playing it online with friends or maybe in person with friends is like definitely the way to go. Uh, playing it yeah. by myself, I didn't find it as exciting. Um, yeah, but it's it almost cool. as good as Wii Tennis. Like it has that energy. I just think it's limited by being toy tennis. Yes. Because <laughs> you can only move in certain directions, but it is really fun. Yeah. Uh, and it's very fun to play with another person. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the best toy game for sure. Uh, I do think that toy tennis is jellical. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I totally agree. Uh, what else you got? Uh, the other game I had in A tier was Mahjong Solitaire. Yeah, me um, too. Yeah. This is, uh, it's just a really fun, like, this is like how to do matching well in a video yes, game. Yes, 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 uh, You know, and there's so this this Mahjong Solitaire has the most like versatility in terms of layout. So like you have to match the tiles, but they might be stacked on top of each other. And there are uh, like over a dozen levels of like how they are yeah. laid out. There's so like it has one of the better single player experiences. Yeah. It, it's very weird to see this game uh, have a bunch of different options and a bunch of different uh, layouts and things like that. And then you look at something like, uh, you know, toy tanks, for example, um, that, that only has three levels and then that's it. Or, uh, or shooting gallery that only has one level and then that's it forever. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, Mahjong Solitaire is like, oh, yeah, they, they super put in the work and the time and like made this work out, which, you know, if, if you played Mahjong Solitaire before, it's like not unlike every other version of that. You've maybe played on like a computer at some point. Um, yeah, but but it sure is still satisfying. So would recommend it's so fun. Um, yeah, that's actually it for me for a tier. We're now in S tier. Now we move on to the best of the best. Wow. Baby. Wow. I think I think you and I have very similar, uh, similar S tiers then. Um, we have billiards in there already worth noting. Oh, cool. Mahjong Solitaire? I, I don't think it's Jellicle. I don't think so either. Yeah. Um, did we not... Where did Texas Hold'em go? Is that an A tier currently? Texas Hold'em is currently an A tier. I think I think we're going to have to gotcha. do one more pass and like maybe confirm or deny some stuff. Yeah. But anyway. Um, so what'd you have? What's your first game in S tier? Uh, my first game in S tier is... Uh, th- th- just worth noting, I did not rank these in terms of like, this is the best game in S tier. Um, yeah, they're just all on the... Yeah. yeah I agree. Uh, Air Hockey. Yes, yes, one thousand percent. Yes, my game of the year, twenty twenty. Yeah, uh, air hockey is so fucking. Good. I didn't believe you uh, when you told me it was going to be good, and then you and I played like three or four <laughs> rounds of it in a row, and I loved every single second of it. Yeah, it it one it captures like uh, you know the weird arcade atmosphere that an air hockey thing would be in. Yeah, um, the 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 sort of like. It feels like you're playing air hockey and there's like intense Pokemon Sword and Shield bass playing as you play. Uh, I played this. On, I like it so much. I played it online with a stranger <laughs> and, <laughs> and lost and still want to play more. Yeah. Uh, it is so fun. It is perfect. <laughs> it's, it's the perfect way to do air hockey that I didn't even know I ever wanted to play. I was so surprised by this. Yeah, it's an extremely jellical game. It's worth mentioning. Oh uh, God, it's it's yeah. like as if there was a jellical cat whose like whole vibe was like rad 80s, like Stranger Things yeah. synth wave. Um, 
It, it fucking I can't owns. wait for it's, the fan art of that cat. Yeah. I'm so excited to see the air hockey cat. Uh, it, it's so fun. It's really good. It, there, there's no reason for this to be an S tier, but it sure is. They like really went and did it for this one. It it like might very well. I know we're not ranking like the best one of all, but like it is definitely like one or two for me. Like it is. Yeah. So good. It's up there for me as um, well. Yeah. Uh, so for me, I, I also I had Texas Hold'em, Toy Tennis, and Chess in S tier, but they've all kind of moved around since. Another one uh, that I think will be here for both of us is President. Uh, yeah. Oh man, President also worth noting. Available in the demo. Um, yeah. Was was the game that for me set off this chain reaction of like maybe I should rank all of these things for some reason. Um, yeah. And uh, and and boy. President really fucking does it for me. Uh, I've played so many rounds of President. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, yeah, it's great. I don't. I don't even know what to say about it. Um, when when it's when really you're playing the game learn. on the on the felt on the board that you're playing it on, it says who will be next. Oh, great vibe. Yeah, great vibe. It's so good. Uh, it's almost as good as playing in Persona Five with your friends. Yeah, uh, incredible game. I play this a lot. I played it. I knew it as asshole in high school, mm-hmm. but like. Is is one of the best party games that exists. Yeah. Um. So good. Uh. What do you have next? I, th- I think we're gonna have a very similar one here. Yeah. We only have actually two games left in yeah. in in the thing that uh, two unranked games. It's Shogi and it's Mini Shogi. Yeah, Shogi Mini Shogi. This was this was the game that I think defined the experience of this overall bundle for you and I. Like we played Shogi yeah. and like it was a game that neither of us knew anything about. And we both learned it together and it became like one of our favorites immediately. Yeah. It is such a good game. I think maybe even better than chess. Like truly. I think so too. Um, I mean, we sure did rank it uh, two levels higher than chess. Yeah. My only complaint about this version of Shogi is that your enemies pieces are like uh, all this upside down and not a different color or something. But that aside, it's like easily one of the best games on here. It is so strategically dense um for those who aren't familiar it's chess it's largely like chess there are some different pieces but overall the same rules apply and that you're trying to uh have the enemy's king in a position where they can't escape the checkmate but what the difference is is that uh every piece when they uh, other than your king and your golden general every piece that goes past a certain point gets promoted and changes its move set. And the biggest thing is that whenever a piece is captured, um, your opponent has that piece and they can put them back on the board really whenever they want on their turn. Yeah. So like pieces are coming back and like matches are really going up and down in a way that they can't in chess. Yeah. The, the, um, there's a, there's really a, cool. a constant give and take that is completely wild. And, and one of the things that you and I clued into on our very first game was like, Oh, there's a strategy here to like, even though the big twist of this game is that, Oh, you can put the pieces back on the board after you capture them. There's a whole piece of the strategy. That's just, what if you never did that? You know what? Yeah. That, that's actually that's actually just as viable a strategy as putting the pieces back is just withholding them. Um, yeah, I, th- this is a game that I feel like you and I could play for hours and hours and hours, um, and and we already have. Uh, and then there's Mini Shogi, which is a five by five version of Shogi uh, with with none of the pawns essentially. Or sorry, there's one yeah. pawn, um, and uh, is is great. It's incredible, and and it is it is like kind of more an action packed version that's maybe like. It'll take half as long to play, but will be somehow more tense than than the, yeah, than the main it's, version. 
it feels like a harder version of Shogi. Like, yeah, because if it, we were we were misled to think like, oh, this would be like a easier version of it, but it's just a more condensed version. But both are so good. I think that's like all these are ones that I'm always going to go back to. I'm going to turn on this game to play one of these. Yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. You know, so I um, so yeah, I think I think that's it. I guess the only thing we want to do is like um, do a quick pass. Now that we've gone through all this, do you want to do? Yeah, do you want to do a quick pass and just. See if we should move anything up. We'll we'll go back to crap just for fun. Yeah, we'll we'll start <laughs> at the to, bottom. Um, so yeah, the piano, the piano. Do you want to move that out of that tier? I think the piano. Um, what do you think? Oh, I don't know. I I think it. I, I, I think, think the piano is the fine piano. in the piano yeah. tier. I like I like the dramatic nature of it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay with moving dots and boxes to the piano tier. Um, <laughs> anyway, no, uh, it stays in crap. Crap tier. We got nine men's Morris dots and boxes hair and the hound. Uh, sevens, Ludo, and Pigstail. Yeah, that all works for me. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I I feel pretty good about that. Uh, D tier, we have slot cars, Takayaki, matching, uh, toy curling, speed, hex, dominoes, battle tanks, team tanks, toy baseball, and shooting gallery. That feels per- we nailed the low tier. That feels so accurate. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel really good about that. I, don't, I wouldn't make a single yeah. change to any of that. That feels pretty good. Uh, C tier. Here's where it might get a little dicey. Let's talk about it. Fishing, war, toy boxing, renegade, sliding puzzle, carom, darts, bowling, and toy soccer. Can you start? What were, what were the first few again? Fishing, war, toy boxing, renegade. Yeah, that that all feels correct. I don't, I don't really feel like I need to bump or lower any of those. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I would move any of them around. It's an ambiguous really. tier. It's hard to really feel anything. Yeah, I, I, I had fishing <laughs> I had fishing in B, but uh, based on your experience, I feel pretty good about moving it to C. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's fine. Okay, ready. B tier? Uh, Chinese checkers, yacht dice, chess, Hanafuda, blackjack, backgammon, checkers, spider solitaire, go... Rishi Mahjong, and uh, Six Ball Puzzle. That feels good. I'm into that. Mm. The only thing that I don't feel fits in there is Six Ball Puzzle. That's the only one that I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that deserves you B tier. Maybe in C? Yeah, but also, I think I might just need to play it more. Cause you, it's really it is just Candy Crush, like it's yeah. just that. Well, you you and I yeah. were playing it together, and you were like very much on a different level than I was. You were doing all this stuff <laughs> that I didn't even know was possible in six ball. Play. So I, th- yeah. I actually think there's more to learn here. So like maybe maybe that is the move. Um, yeah. All right. Onward. A tier. Klondike Solitaire. Uh, Texas Hold'em. Last card. Hit and Blow. Moncala. Golf. Four in a row. Toy Tennis and Mahjong Solitaire. Yeah, that all sounds good. I think I wouldn't mind bumping Texas Hold'em up, but I'm also not going to force that if you don't feel that way. Here's the thing. I don't know if I feel that way currently, but I might feel that way later. I want to bump last card up to S. So what I'm thinking is we either bump both of them up or we bump neither of them up and we leave them at A tier. I want to bump, bump both of them up. I think because I think like President, Texas Hold'em and Last Card are definitely all the best card games. Yeah. I think it just depends on like what you want to play. So I think yeah. they're all kind of versions of each other. Cause I, I think to your um, point, the idea that like I'm turning this console on to play this thing, that is how I feel about last card. Yeah. That's yeah. I think, I think Texas hold them last card and president should all be S tier. Cool. Yeah. So S tier, uh, we got billiards, air hockey, president, Shogi, mini Shogi, last card and Texas hold them. That sounds great. 
Nice. That's the tier list. That's it. We did it. Uh, all 51. I think that feels completely accurate and canon. Um, <laughs> oh, my uh, God. But yeah, this this is fun. I, I, I truly this is the first time where I'm like, was this actually worth it? I think <laughs> I had fun doing it. So, I, you know, and this is sort of a secret. Uh, this is like, you know, you watch the end credits of a, of a Marvel movie and, and, you know, Thor's hammer shows up. Yeah. But in this case, it's toy fishing or whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I'm glad we invented the Jellicle cat that loves 80s arcades. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess it is as we as we wrap up this time as we're tired and as fireworks are being fired outside. I just want to once again reverberate our love and appreciation for you and uh carry in some good energy into next season which we're really excited for we've got a, a similar type of uh well i shouldn't say similar to, to what we just did but we have a really fun thing planned for uh season three's intro i think you're all gonna like it and i honestly think it's more in spirit with our show than e3 ever was so i'm really pumped for it yeah yeah i'm excited about it too it should, it should be really interesting um yeah yeah i i get what you're saying though in that it's not too dissimilar um yeah cool yeah okay i i'm okay my brain is completely broken so i i think do you want to play some dots and boxes and then just like you know yeah let's play some piano take, take a cold shower <laughs> <laughs> take some, let's play some piano okay bye have a good night Goodbye, everyone thank you bye. for listening Online.